0: Maybe this is a wild card. I would pick Justin Fields. So would I. Because if you look at some of the stats, there were stats last year. I think it was uh, the threshold was fifty yards rushing plus a touchdown. Justin Fields was breaking Gale Sayers records in Chicago. Like that's that's generational type stuff. And everybody always looks at it for me, and they say, "Oh well, you know, it's up to the offensive coordinator to have a plan." Blah blah blah. And it's like, no man, it's up to the offensive coordinator to take that kind of generational rushing and build an offense around it because it doesn't take a whole lot of throwing to be able to be successful. I'd put fields with Ben Johnson and figure the rest out later.
1: The Greenlight Podcast welcomes you. Kevin Clark, he's the guest today from the ringer. He's going to break down the NFC. Macon's going to fire off some NFC-related questions. Chris and Kevin are going to answer them to the best of their abilities. They're also going to give out their preseason awards. The MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie Awards, Coach of the Year, Comeback. They're going to give them all out along with some expert analysis. So please stay tuned. We're going to kick things off with Chris and Macon, recapping a couple stories from the week and a tough loss in softball. After Kevin, we continue with the NFC. Chris and Macon break down the entire conference. We go team by team in each division, talking about the best acquisitions, the best scheduled matchups, which teams might meet in the playoffs, the coaching outlooks, who might be the first coach fired. We go through it all. Please enjoy that. We thank you for stopping by. And a programming note, we've got a general manager on the way for you next week. That interview will be on Monday. That's right. We're going to three week next week, three episodes a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. So get excited for next week. Football's back, amigos.
2: Nashville, Tennessee, the music city. Hello. Goodbye. Because <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going. It's right down Broadway. Nah, you're hitting the right upright.
3: I'm hitting the, I'm hitting the, one of the. Doinking the, yourself right back. I'm hitting the side channel on the James River during the Virginia, Tennessee game. You're not going to watch. I'll watch it on my phone on the river. Okay. But like, hey, the, we rain this week, water levels are up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be a nice float. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll float Sunday. But anyways, we were supposed to go to Tennessee, and I've got this thing late in my 30s where I'm kind of like you. I don't want to go anywhere. That's awesome. It's kind of nice. Cool. But definitely not, I don't want to go anywhere and spend a lot of money watch my alma mater get beat by 40. Yeah. You know, have a bunch of you know uh, people in bright orange screaming at me. So, anyways. Hey, Virginia
2: uh, could win. Okay. 28-point dogs. Virginia could win the football game.
3: Okay. So, anyways, not going to Nashville. We were thinking about it. Um, that's That was a good hello. Uh, layup line. Did You guys listen to that song, David Crosby. You didn't listen to it. It's in the doc, but th- the way we're going to do layup line from here on out. So you guys can actually listen to music is we're going to rate my selection. So this is David Crosby cowboy movie. It's just basically a bunch of dudes jamming the fuck out of their guitars for mm. like eight minutes. I can't hear a word. David Crosby saying
2: two out of 10.
3: You didn't even you have listened. well even you already
2: you told me a bunch of guys jamming on their guitars <sighs> for eight minutes. What what is this? A fish show? Whatever he does Whatever. what are we smoking? It's like, doobies? it's like
3: softball. Whenever he has nothing to add, he just shits on it.
2: I go straight to drugs right <laughs> yeah, away. It's, it's, <laughs> but,
3: but David Crosby Cowboy movie, give me your rating. Read I think it might be high for you.
1: Mine was a seven and a half. Okay. Nice. And and it was made higher by the uh cover okay. of the you know, yeah, it's got its a his cool face. Cover faded into a sunset, sunset. with it with like the sun right below his eyes oh, yeah, that's cool. three of, out of ten. One Thank of my
3: all-time you. favorite artists i'll give it eight and a half out of ten
1: okay well,
2: i don't like halves i don't like halves it's important to have halves i don't like halves
3: i'm, I'm not six three six three and a half <laughs> okay I, I don't like halves so anyways um david crosby cowboy movie this is my favorite david david crosby song
2: You know, he was in a group with uh, Stills, Nash, and Young. That's true.
3: Saw Neil Young at uh, the Willie Nelson birthday party thing. Mm, he looked cool. a lot like Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, he walked out there. I thought Willie had Trump out there.
2: You know, I went to a music festival at Churchill Downs one year. Okay, There was three different nights. The three headliners were Dave Matthews, uh-huh. Kenny Chesney, and Bon Jovi. But I saw some cool acts, Chris. I saw Steve Miller, Band. I'm standing from you to me. Steve Miller is up there playing music. I, I, I'd heard every song. Fucking jet airliners and shit. <laughs> Kevin Clark's on the show. Yep. He's yep. A, he's we're going to have Kevin Ringer Clark. Fan. We'll
3: have Kevin Clark. I love Kevin Clark. Good guy. Kevin Clark's a guy that I should have had on the show a long time ago. And hopefully we'll have him on more. He's just a smart football guy who's easy to talk to. And we're going to talk about the NFC with him. Some quick hitters. We got our big NFC preview coming up. I have some big personal news that, of course, I got to I got to announce. Uh, Dynasty Daddy has has created a grid uh, with my direction. They hit me up and they were like, "Hey, you want to you want to design a grid?" So I went. The three teams I played with, we got sacks involved, ten plus sacks. Uh, we got that on the right column, and then I think I have Jags and Saints up top.
2: So enjoy. Dynasty Daddy sacks you've created it's just a hard couple sentences to yeah, parse. Yeah, yeah, yeah
3: yeah 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 but i get it yeah and then the other news is i'm on inside the nfl
2: hey so okay look at that. So, so
3: that so that that's breaking the day. that's
2: a professional outfit
3: yeah yeah it's kind of it's kind of weird like me doing that
2: you know what i mean you've, you finally got a grown-up job playing playing sport playing <sighs> little games all your life so the
3: guys on the show are going to be Ryan Clark, Channing Crowder, Jay Cutler, Chad Ocho Cinco. Let me give you a run. It's gonna be on. Uh, it's gonna be on Tuesday uh, on the CW. It's uh, eight seven Central. It's gonna premiere uh, next week. So more, more like this. If you can't catch
1: it live, you can hmm. stream free the next day.
3: Yeah, that's great. Pretty sweet. Read. you should get a paycheck from inside the NFL for that. And <laughs> honestly, it's probably worth it. And then um, you know, give you a rundown on it. it's like I never wanted to work in TV. I'm not like a TV guy. I'm just not and um i get kind of self-conscious and nervous and the whole thing but for me this checks a lot of the boxes okay if i were to work in tv it's like lincoln riley going to usc here's what i need i need no suits check mm. okay it's casual i need uh philly uh taping location easy flight for me easy train ride i rode the car up the other day for the rehearsal i need people i like i love all these guys ryan clark i really owe the guy i Ryan Clark is a guy that I got to know after football more. He was also coached by Greg Williams. And, you know, we've run into e- each other a couple of times. He's been on the show, I, obviously winning an Emmy, that sort of thing. Like he's good at his job and he's kind of like the ringleader here. He's the guy that's kicking it to everybody. He's such a good teammate just in the rehearsals, like the, the nonverbal hand signals. Like, do you have a point to make all this? He's like a producer on the set. He's kind of like what I'm doing here and he's doing oh. it on inside the NFL. I you were well, saying
2: maybe like i like what I'm doing today. today. Okay.
3: Okay. Right. So the the point is, I I couldn't have a better teammate than Ryan Clark, oh. and the the fact that Ryan Clark <laughs> actually asked for me on the show meant a lot to me. I, I I love the guy. Ocho Cinco might be my favorite fucking guy outside of you. Uh, <laughs> to walk into a room and just see he brings the energy up. Everybody he sees, it's I fucking love you. It's the first thing. It's a big hug. I walked. I rolled up to the set yesterday, he's smoking a cigar in his car, looking at his notes. He stole my blue lighter, which I don't have back yet. Ocho's uh, a great guy. I love having him on the show. Channing Crowder is great on the pivot. I never got to know him, but I love the guy. He's kind of like me in that, you're probably bringing a little color into the show, like a little color commentary. It's not, It's not like just boring football breakdowns. You got some personalities on the show. And then Jay Cutler, what can you say about Jay Cutler? Mm just a handsome well-dressed guy he's bone dry He's fucking. i've known jay a long time kyle used to live in his house i mean he's like he's like a, he's like a, a surrogate big brother to my brother and so i appreciate that it's nice to have a quarterback on set i love the people so that's check uh and it's tuesday so i don't have to miss any weekend activities it's great i'm really excited i take it really seriously it's something different than here man like when I come in here, I'm taking it really seriously, but I'm stressed out. I'm like trying to call shots. I'm trying to do everything. Um, when I go there, I'm just a player on a team and that's fun. You know, like not that we're not a team here, but I gotta be the main player here and that can be stressful. Like to go on inside the NFL, have my line. There's five guys on the set. It's just easy. And uh, and I'm really thankful that they uh, called.
2: Well, hey, listen, you're, you're smart and interesting and charismatic. Mm, thank you. And you've had several of these opportunities. I'm, I'm glad you're finally putting your toe in the water. You'll be great. You're a hard worker. You know ball. I'll never forget being in St. Louis. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm a guest in your home, and you played a game, and then you come home, and instead of hangout time, it was pop in the film time. <laughs> it, it, it was tape study with Chris. Yeah, well. That was Sunday night.
3: I'm not, you know, I was never uh, the most – I was talented, but I was never the most talented. And so it, it helped to, to know the game, learn the game. And it's paying off in, in the second act because I, I love studying and I take a lot of pride in, in giving you guys and gals the right information. And when I'm on that stage at Inside the NFL, uh, Everybody around me is going to make me better, just like here. And, and I got less of a big role, so it's less stressful. And so I'm really excited about it. And it's on
1: Tuesdays, uh, you know, midday, so you won't miss softball in the evening. Exactly. No that's a disruption I, I to the of, green light schedule. Yeah, I kind too. of wrote
3: that in the contract mm-hmm. of uh, inside the NFL. Like, I have softball games to get back for. By the way, uh, America's team, let's do Taliban's team. Okay, uh, Davis Electric. We played them last night. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. You'll be happy. Ed? So, yeah, Ed, don't worry. They beat us 15 to 9. 14. 14, 14. 14, 14 9. to 9. They're a pro team, okay? They're one of the best teams in the league. The other electricians are kind of scared of them. It's like one of these things where, you know, when I was in Little League, they had this team called Shoney's. Uh, <laughs> and they're it's thankfully, deep. it's a uh, – I don't know what the word is when a business has gone by the wayside, but there's no Shoney's anymore around here. I don't know if there's Shonies anywhere it's nationally. Defunct. It's defunct, that's the word I was looking for. I wish their baseball team was defunct. I fucking hated those guys. <laughs> we were Except for nine Evan nine, Durr, too. who I had sleepovers with. We, we, we were we, tied at nine, it was we close. Were t- like, we were tied at nine, well. we were winning, um, You know, we were booting the ball a little bit and, and we were hitting the ball hard, but right at people at times. And so, tough loss, take our medicine, I'd love to see Davis Electric down
2: the line. Shoney's is headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Bang, bang. They
3: also hit the ball right up the middle about 14 times, which, which is, according to Reed, like...
1: Well, it's a no-no in, in slow-pitch softball. I know you say that, like, you know, if you, you're like okay unru- with... It. I'm a man. Yeah, I'm 40. Unru- I, hey. Yeah, and it wasn't one. Like, some teams do it once. They'll apologize, you know, whatever, on me. Uh, and that's what other teams that have done it against us have done, and that's what we do. If we hit it up back the middle, sorry, pitch. Uh, but they hit it about ten times right at Chris. Now listen, three,
3: they or four don't, on the they, ground. They're about, electricians. You, right? you know they don't they don't hit the ball hard enough to actually hurt me. Oh, uh, but at the same time, sparks fired. No, I mean no. Listen, I mean <laughs> they, they, that's why Reed was was hot last night. Kyle wanted to body slam somebody, and I'm like, Kyle, we don't need the gorilla. Well, Kyle boost. was also
1: getting fast pitch. He was he was taking his practice swing, and the ball hit the plate. Yeah, they were quick pitching. Yeah. So,
3: anyways, uh, bottom line is undoubtedly a very good team uh but a team we'd like to see again and you know like to to the hitting the ball up the middle i'm a pro athlete you want to hit it at me hit the fucking ball at me fine but if i learn how to hit the ball up the middle i'm gonna put a hole in your chest okay <laughs> it's gonna be like the predator and jesse the body venture out there it's a movie you haven't seen it
2: happy learned how to putt so <laughs> R.I.P. bob but, yeah i was just about to say <laughs> yeah.
3: maybe too soon yeah. how about he died at 99
2: Don't make the joke. Just under the the (laughs) number. I don't know if anybody's made the joke. Okay, so um, Davis Electric twenty three five star mm -hmm. reviews on Google. So
3: you know, Uh, check them out for your electric needs. Real quick, Matt, I'm watching a movie right now. uh, Not Chinatown. That's next. But uh, L.A. Confidential. I don't know. I don't know if Noir is for me. Noir. Uh, Whatever it is, Noir. (laughs) What's the difference? Fucking. uh, But it's pretty good so far. It's a Guy Pearce is great in that. I just don't know why they choose water as the subplot. I have a water charity. This isn't the most- Oh, you're in like Chinatown too. Really? It's water? Yeah, yeah. I thought okay. you were alluding to that. <laughs> no, they, it actually mirrors Chinatown in a lot. That's well, a great double feature. They talk about China a few times in LA Confidential. And I'm on this old Jack Nicholson movie kick because I absolutely think One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is one of the best movies of all time. Yep. So
2: they were. And I
3: saw it in the last calendar year and I was like, holy shit, I need to go back and watch some of these old Jack movies. So uh, that's film. Couple couple things that popped uh, up on my radar this week. Doug Peterson cut his own son hmm. and signed him to the practice squad, which is pretty predictable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's tough for Doug, you know. And and yeah. Peterson family's great. That's a fly on the wall. That's my first fly on the wall this year. How do you cut your son?
2: Hey, son, this is a racket. You know it is. You know we've <laughs> okay. set you up for life here with the job in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: most American story I've ever heard. Uh, at a Chicago White Sox game. Is this not the most American story of all time? A woman sneaks in mm-hmm. a, a loaded firearm in a fold of her fat. Yeah, belly so, fat. Belly fat. Yep. So we boxes. are an obese nation that likes to bring guns to White Sox games and accidentally discharge the son of a bitch uh, and hit two people. Here's something really American. One of the people was like, I don't even need to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just a grazing. So uh, that's a really... <laughs> That's just a story I wanted to bring up. I don't know where the fuck we're going in this country, but it looks like there. Uh, that's that's some tummy heat. That's some tummy heat for sure. And uh, speaking of speaking of crimes, the guy at uh, Nebraska, mm-hmm. who uh, I, evidently is not the NIL fund is not treating him well because he had to rob a vape shop. And while this story is really sad, and that's the truth, is like that this kid who's bounced around Eric Gilbert is probably gonna do jail time. He already probably has. I think he's probably in jail right now. Uh, Here's what I would do if I were them. Well, here's what I would do if I were me. I would craft a really, really robust ad for a battering ram and make Eric uh, (laughs) Gilbert the the protagonist of the ad, hard cut battering rams, because it took you five fucking minutes to kick that door Mm -hmm. down. That was the difference fractions of the time you're a football player you know mm-hmm. this i mean five to six to seven to eight kicks of this door it's a vape shop door it's not like they're getting hardy hearty pine okay <laughs> this is a fucking so anyways um not a good look for the nil pr- uh program at at nebraska not a good look for the strength program too this is a tight end is he a move guy <laughs> oh Are you splitting him out because It
2: didn't. Right. He's not an inline guy. All the fuzz is just waiting for him outside. Yeah, dude. Holy smokes. It took a shot into triple coverage. So
3: anyways, I don't want to beat up on the kid, but it's kind of how it goes. If you rob a vape shop and there's a six minute video, you're going to make the news. All right, let's start the NFC preview. I hate buying tickets. I've been playing my whole life. Never had to worry about buying tickets. Now I got to go to Nashville to watch Virginia play Tennessee. Hopefully it's competitive. But the ticket part is stressful. The game's stressful. The ticket part's really stressful. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. And with the GameTime app, it's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. If I'm trying to see the monster trucks for my kids or Willie Nelson for me and my kids, I can find it all in the GameTime app. GameTime is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. You never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Greenlight for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Greenlight for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. One of my favorite people in the media. I'm not even blowing smoke. This guy's awesome, and Ryan Marcello <laughs> loves him, which is a really hard thing.
0: Yeah, Kevin I don't, Clark is his name. I don't
2: know if that's. A good thing or a bad? No, thing? No,
3: Rosillo doesn't like a lot of people. Exactly. You know, like I'm not going to give you the list, uh, but yeah, I guess Kevin Clark. Slow News Day writes for the Ringer. I've been on Slow News Day. I love the show. It's one of the best shows out there. Uh, so welcome to the show, Kevin Clark. Finally.
0: Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited. I'm just yeah. uh, just got off a couple weeks on the road for training camp tour, and now we're kind of in the the weird Labor Day dead period, and then then we're we're rocking and rolling.
3: Did you have a favorite training camp to visit?
0: So I went south this year. I normally do west, normally go out to Kansas City, Minnesota, that that whole deal. This year I went south, so down to Atlanta. Um Nashville, I like a lot. Um yeah. I don't really go downtown because there's there, the hotels are expensive. There's too many bachelorette parties um, yeah. and all that stuff. Like it's just it's, it's a scene down there. Mm-hmm. But it's like Nashville, the sprawl has a good vibe. I, I, I like it. Also, we were yeah,
3: supposed to be in Nashville this weekend. And we you're not canceled going? The tra- no, I'm not going to go. So, Kev, you know, like is that how you, know.
0: is that how Macon just found out you're not going? Bro. Well, yeah, because he he's doesn't go to anything. Right. Okay. So,
3: so oh. as far as he's concerned, no, you know, it's might as well nobody be going. But
2: Kevin Lord Willing and the Creek don't rise. I'm gonna have a kid on Friday. Um, oh, congratulations! Yeah, thanks. The, uh, the 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 third of three of third. So yeah, three under three, Kevin. So that's why I don't go to things. But I often find out things that Chris is or is not doing right here.
3: Three under three right here. And I had the pass to go see Virginia get possibly walloped by Tennessee and Nashville, uh, which would cost me a lot of money.
2: Fair and, except for three under eight is what you're three, three under eight, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, with three, <laughs> three period. It really doesn't matter.
3: It really doesn't matter how old they are. Yeah. But yeah, no. So my question to you first would be Uh, did you fall in love with any of these teams, just being near them?
0: So I love the Titans' whole program. I spent some time with Mike Vrabel. It's a piece that's going to run on the ringer this week. I just got his whole deal. Um, And then Atlanta, I would say, which, by the way, Arthur Smith is a Vrabel guy. Um, And and, and Atlanta, I think you were going to ask me about my my sleeper team in the NFC. It's Atlanta because everything makes sense there. Everything's thought out there. And you go, and it's hard for me, Chris, like – it's really hard for me to watch practice and look at anything other than these guys look like they, look like they know what they're doing. Like they're, they're not lollygagging between drills. Everything seems thought out, purposeful. The GM and whoever it is I'm talking to on the sideline seems to have some sort of plan. And then afterwards, talk to a couple position coaches, a couple players, and then maybe the head coach for 20 minutes. And I get what they're thinking for that season. And, you know, I remember uh, I went to Cleveland a couple of years ago, the, the, the Odell, Baker, all-in team. And I remember talking to John Dorsey, Everything seems smooth. All right, we're doing good. Ask Freddie Kitchens a couple questions, and I'm like, oh, dude, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's going on here, man. Like, I don't know if he's if he's watching practice, you know. And so, like, you can glean more negatives than positives, I think. But when everything seems to be rolling in the same direction, you can see that. And I remember, I think I was in uh, uh, a couple years ago. A couple out of town reporters were at Patriots practice, and we're watching it. And somebody who covered another team was just like. Dude, our, our, the practices I watch are just not like this. Like people yeah. are just like in drills, just kind of taking reps off and just like somebody's in somebody's face, whatever. And it's like Bill just runs such an organized practice. So those are the kind of tea leaves you have to read. And, and But in Atlanta, it just seemed like everything was moving positively.
3: And Ritter was looking good before I give my sleeper team because we're going we're gonna to skip ahead to this question. So you can cross that off the lifts. But uh, I got Atlanta as well. I do. I think I, I love everything about Atlanta but the quarterback. I just don't know enough about it. Um, but their run game, great. Uh, they have weapons outside or a weapon outside. Kyle Pitts, uh, B. John Robbins, and they can be multiple in the way they use these guys. And then defensively, they added a lot of guys. It's like Chicago. Yeah. Chicago added, like, it's like a whole new defense. So the biggest hurdle for them is going to be playing together, but I do like Atlanta as well. And the Titans' offensive line, like, how did that smell from, like – a close distance. Did it smell, was there a stench
0: coming off of that unit? (laughs) I think it's going to be a bit of a, like Vrabels can't tank. He can't do any of that stuff. It's even more like the Minnesota competitive rebuild kind of thing where they kind of know what they are, see what happens with the quarterback position, offensive line. They've got holes there um, throughout the the roster, frankly. That's why they they have a new GM, but I I don't, I think there's going to be, I, I would put like Dan Campbell, Mike Tomlin, Vrabel like just through technique and effort and execution there's a floor on the team right they're not going to win yeah. two games um and yeah. I think that's the most important thing with Vrabel like, there's a reason he wins 60% of his game so yeah the roster is not what it is but how often there's a re- like he won coach of the year two years ago like he he wins with bad rosters all the time
3: yeah he can make a lot happen with not much uh see the Kansas City game last year where they went toe-to-toe with Kansas City at Arrowhead <laughs> with Malik uh Willis so uh, my one question to you, and this is uh, in, on the heels of Bailey Zappi uh, being cut in New England. That was a fun time, the Bailey Zappi hysteria. Yeah. <laughs> the
2: practice squad yeah, in Foxborough. Yeah,
3: and I was on this, okay? I'll say I never I never folded. I, never, I, I said it on the show, and people were yelling at me. I was like, I just don't see it. Yeah. Uh, but they cut him, and I was going to ask you, what was your favorite uh, backup quarterback kind of, uh, I don't know, era? It could be a month long, six weeks long. Is there one that sticks out for you? Because for me, I mean, like you got Minshew Mania, you have Heineke, yeah. you have Cooper Rush. That was a lot of fun because people were saying all types of shit in the media. We were pushing, <laughs> we were pushing Dak out of the building for Cooper Rush. Do you do yeah. you remember a backup quarterback that kind of stole your heart more than the, the other ones?
0: So, first of all, I have a unique experience because I do a training camp tour every single year. And the amount of guys I find out are in a place because I literally see them three feet away from me is astounding. Like, you'll just be like, wait, there's Trevor Simeon. I guess Trevor Simeon plays here. So, that's always like a real thrill. Good for Oh, Sean, Sean Hill, like, this is great. Um, and so you, you have that that phenomenon. I'd say the Cooper Rush thing. I went to a I went to the Cowboys uh, Giants game last year on Monday night, and the amount of Cowboys fans who were just all in on Cooper Rush this time last mm-hmm. year was really astounding. Um, and also <laughs> at the DAC discourse, like there was DAC discourse around Trey Lance going for a fourth round pick, which by the way is one round better than Josh Dobbs, yep. and somehow that became D- Dak discourse. So I just think that there's a like a, a, a need to talk about Dak and shoehorn him into everything. So, of course, Cooper Rush. Like, if, you're ju- if there's any entry point into Dak, it's going to become a thing. And so I loved the I mean, the Cooper Rush thing was, was just great. I'm trying to think of other backup quarterbacks. You have Min- I mean, Billy exactly Zappy last year. Bill Simmons came on my podcast last year. I said, over or under, I think it was one and a half playoff wins for Bill Belichick going forward. Over on it. Just take it. And mm-hmm. he said, way over. And I said, well, Mac Jones Look, at He said, no, it's all about Bailey Zappi. Like, that was it. Like, that was <laughs> – ten months ago, that was literally the that thought process. The so, I love when you when teams go all in – or fan bases go on the back quarterback before they see him, you know, play three or four the games. The Green Bay man. game. He, yeah.
3: he, he hit a couple play-action shots, and they, they won, played in a low-scoring game against backers who were not very good. And people were like, yeah, this guy's the future. I remember it.
2: Belichick is just going to rack, rack up as many 7 and 10s as it takes to pass Don Shula. No question. That's well, we'll see we if he can pass there.
3: All right. So, uh, and by the way, you mentioned Freddie Kitchens earlier. I'm playing in a men's softball league. If you're a listener to the pod, you obviously have heard about it. Uh, Kitchens is like central casting men's softball league, bro.
2: It's what I picture <laughs> Ceramico Sam to look like. A Dude, person all the met. guys
3: on Davis Electric last night look like Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> okay. So, am I lying? They were all Freddy Kitchens. It was like so. Anyways, uh, Make you want to you want to kick us off here?
2: All right, y'all are the GM of a of an expansion team. You can pick any QB in NFC non Jalen Hurts division. Who are you picking, Kevin Clark, and why?
0: Wow. So uh, when Chris sent these questions along, uh, I didn't know it was non Jalen Hurts division. Uh, <laughs> so that's my fault. You can pick <laughs> so, Jalen Hurts. No, 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 no. All Eagles to. fans going to get mad at me. <laughs> I'm not going to. Okay. Um if I had to do anything right now, I'd be pairing it would do the OC Ben Johnson with yep. Maybe this is a wild card. I would pick Justin Fields. So would I. Because if you look at some of the stats, there were stats last year. I think it was uh, the threshold was fifty yards rushing plus a touchdown. Justin Fields was breaking Gale Sayers records in Chicago. Like that's that's generational type stuff. And everybody always looks at it for me, and they say, "Oh well, you know, it's up to the offensive coordinator to have a plan." Blah blah blah. And it's like, no man, it's up to the offensive coordinator to take that kind of generational rushing and build an offense around it because it doesn't take a whole lot of throwing to be able to be successful. And putting those, and I remember obviously I'm not comparing the two like I remember when Lamar Jackson uh, had his MVP season and I visited them in, in Baltimore and I remember some of the tight ends were like the linebackers literally just like looking over at their defensive coaches being like what do I do and the yeah. coaches looking back at them and saying like I, I I, don't know I don't know what to tell you dude Um, and that kind of rushing puts so much stress on de- defenses that that's the kind of thing you get and so I think with a good offensive coordinator I'm not saying Luke he isn't but like someone like Ben Johnson where everything is so flexible he's been in so many different offenses under so many different head coaches um i've spent time with him he's a really interesting guy he's already made lemonade out of out of uh, uh jared goff like i'd put fields with ben johnson and figure the rest out later
3: all right, so I'm looking at the San Francisco 49ers offensive staff. There's probably a coordinator in there, somebody that's gotten a cup of coffee with go Kyle back, Shanahan. go to
2: DC. Can I go back to DC? Washington, the cradle of coaches. Yeah, go. for The new Miami of Ohio. <laughs> Maybe
3: they they forgot somebody out of there. But I'm going Dan Quinn for my coach, just because, like my personal experience, having haven't played in that Super Bowl. They win that game if Kyle Shanahan doesn't, you know, blow yeah. it. You know, to speak plainly, and you know Dan Quinn's a guy who's so respected by players has done a great job in Dallas. I think there's reason to believe that if it doesn't go right this year, he could be an heir apparent. Um, I think it's half the reason you want to stick around. He could be at the helm in, uh, in Dallas. Uh, and I would go Justin Fields because that is such a differentiating factor. When you look at like uh, the other NFC quarterbacks, there's not a prototypical quarterback who's so talented and so tantalizing that you want to take him over Justin Fields. I, I'm a gambler, you know, as you know, um, Justin Fields <laughs> seems like a gamble with a lot of upside, so I pick. I would go with Justin Fields,
2: and I like Fields and the Bears at plus whatever they are to to win that division. I think that's a who's your that's a Good value It's Justin Fields. Okay, you got a coordinator. There we go. I like who? Uh, gosh, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Hold on, I'm just going to say the sentence. Okay. Yeah. I like whoever Brian Dable's currently rubbing off on. Just say okay? Eric Kafka. Mike, there you Mike go. Kafka.
3: Yeah, it's Southside guy. So say uh, say Eric B. You could have said Eric bien I could have. Do you want your players to get yelled at?
2: Well, Ken Dorsey's the new hotness. You no. know, it's the yeah. Dable factor. Yeah. Okay. But, hey, uh, supplemental question. Guys, we haven't seen, but Kevin has a little more. Are you betting on Jordan Love or Desmond Ritter? If you had to pick one. Jordan Love.
0: Well, yeah, love, love, but I don't think Ritter's out of the question. They could be good. I, I think the flexibility. And I was listening to some of the Packers beat writers the last couple of days talking about the flexibility of that offense. Like they're running some option plays. Like Matt Lafleur is a really good offensive coach. He really understands yeah. how to accentuate this. And and it's funny because I'll, I'll tell the story here. But I, I was doing a Roger story a couple of years ago, and somebody had said to me, just kind of BSing. They said. Uh, That, that, uh, Jordan Love could have performed well against the Chiefs in his first start, but they didn't prepare him for the zero blitz. And then the Chiefs spanned the zero blitz, and then that was all she wrote. Someone called me right after that and said, uh, and I told that story on the podcast, and somebody called me right afterwards and was like, that's the worst excuse I've ever heard. Please, please don't ever, (laughs) like, next time a coach tells you that, just don't, don't repeat it, um, because that's a bad excuse. But I think that the, the, um, the leaps and bounds he's grown with. Like, he's getting rid of the ball quickly. Like, I, I just think there's something there. I'm not... I, I think Desmond Ritter can run off the Smiths offense. I think that's that's one of the big things. Marcus Murray was awful last year. Um, missed a lot of just, throws. Just, yeah, missed a lot of throws. Couldn't run the offense. Wasn't throwing it quick enough. I mean, I think so So much of that is... If you know, like, that that style of offense or whatever you call it, the, the blind throws. Drift, strike, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. Like, so much of it just firing blind throws in there. Like Ryan Tannehill, that's his best That's what he did. Yeah, his back was the defense for three seconds
3: and then he's firing the ball.
0: Exactly. And so that's something Rodgers talked about with me ad nauseum a couple years ago. We talked about LeFleur offense. Smith does that too. And so what I think, Ritter can do that. That's what I've heard. Ritter can do that. And that makes a massive difference.
3: Yeah, in his offense, that's going to
2: help. If there's a Seattle Seahawks this season in the NFC, who is it? Seahawks started six and three. Get to nine and eight, make the playoffs, lose to the Niners.
3: It's it's Atlanta. I mean, right? It's Atlanta. It's it's Atlanta. It's Atlanta. Atlanta, But if you had to pick somebody not named Atlanta, um, it gets a little tougher, doesn't it?
2: Maybe it's Seattle.
3: Maybe it's
0: Seattle. Maybe Seattle's good. (laughs) Seattle's gonna win ten games. So yeah. I, I think with with Atlanta, so much of it is also just schedule. Like, we had this last year with the Giants, where they start out hot because they're playing a bunch of bad teams. They beat the crap out of them, and all of a sudden it becomes a math problem you make the playoffs. Atlanta, and by the way, New Orleans, their schedule is really, really easy. Um, yeah. Going through it last night, toughest quarterback. They, they basically play, they play at the Jets, but then Trevor Lawrence on a neutral site, and then it's basically Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, yeah. and that's it. Like, those are the only good quarterbacks they play. So... If they're even decent, and you mentioned they had the worst pass rush in the league last year, but they went out of Calais Campbell, Bud Dupree. I'm not saying those guys are world beaters, but they're not going to be the worst pass rush in the league. So I think the floor rises a little bit. Um, the B. John Robinson pick is what it is, but they're at least going to have an explosive positionless offense. It's one thing Arthur Smith really likes. So I'm, I'm pretty, pretty high on the Falcons this year.
2: Pass rush. If the Eagles don't lead the NFC in sacks, who will it be? A lot of good DL rooms out there. There are.
3: There are, but there's one that stands above the rest, in my opinion. I'll let Kevin Clark go. Is it chalky to say the Cowboys? Too chalky? No, it's not chalky. It's actually, okay. I think, I think I have the chalky answer. I think it's the, I think it's the Niners. You had Hargrave inside. I think the glaring weakness for them, especially in the run game, if you looked at the NFC Championship, was they couldn't hide him. <laughs> you know, and the the guy that they would use to replace him was on the other sideline. Uh, you know, Drake Jackson is going to be the big question mark, but yeah. when you look at sacks too, I look at the second level of defense. I look at Fred Warner, the adders they have, uh, who who was fucking tremendous. The guy is, he's a missile. I mean, I'd be using him all the time. I know that's not what they really did was blitz a lot, but with, uh, with a new, uh, coordinator and Steve Wilkes, I think is there, you know, you're going to have more opportunities to use those second level guys. So I like the Niners.
0: One one team I throw out there that we haven't mentioned. Obviously, my picks the Cowboys. But if we're gonna just throw out a wild card that's not on everybody's radar, Giants. Um, there you third, go. I think highest pressure rate in the NFC last year with a bunch of young guys. Dexter yeah. Lawrence was their leading sack guy. But then you think about Wink Martindale's offense. You think about the fact that Kayvon Thibodeau, Al I having five and a half sacks. Like those are young guys who could take a leap. And if they take the leap together with that offense, you could see a huge jump.
3: Yep.
2: I assume you have the Cowboys finishing second in the NFC East. Giants likely third. If I put Dable on the Cowboys sideline, McCarthy on the Giants sideline, is that enough to flip those two spots? Gosh, I can't stand yes. that, Mike McCarthy.
3: It, it almost—it's almost—it yes. almost is. It almost is. I said yes, but I'm not—I'm actually not sure now. It's that close. I'm thinking about the Giants. Uh, yeah, I mean the Giants wide receiver room, some of the issues that they have there, but yeah, it's close.
2: I mean, this isn't a fantasy draft. Isaiah Hodgins catches balls.
3: Yeah, no, you're right. He does. Jalen Hyatt.
0: Hey, Jalen Hyatt or Cedric Tillman, Kevin Clark? Jalen Hyatt. Um, That's right. I watch a lot of college football, and I watch a lot of SEC football, even though I went to Miami. And every time I looked at the TV, Jalen Hyatt was behind a really good secondary, seemingly invisible. And I said, you know what? If I was an NFL team. I want whatever he's doing. I don't understand it. I don't know how he gets behind these defenses, but he's there. So that's that's why I'm on Jalen Hyatt.
2: Who's the next college coach who we will see in the NFL? Oh,
0: That's a great question. Um, Appreciate that. Because people really bought into Matt Rule. The problem is Matt Rule was really good at finding athleticism and these track athletes, and you can't really draft those guys. Um, man. Uh, Lincoln Riley? Is that is that too chalky? I mean, I thought he was going to go four years ago. He's, He's a quarterback got a great setup. Whisper. Someone's going to overpay for him at some point. Yeah. Maybe, you know, like, listen, I think people are getting a little tired of the transfer portal and re-recruiting guys and all that stuff. And so I think eventually he just says, screw it, I can make more money in Dallas or with the Dolphins or whoever it is in, in seven years.
3: You know, uh, I want to throw out a dark horse there, but just because I know I'm Biff Pogie yeah, of UNC Charlotte. Now I we're talking. Me, yeah, I'd love to see Biff Pogie get a, a head coaching job at the ripe old age of 65 or whatever he is. <laughs> Culture uh, guy. Culture guy, exactly. All the players that he, a ton of guys, went with him down to Charlotte. That guy's got mm-hmm. juice. I actually was just at a Biff Pogi wedding. His daughter got married to one of my best buddies. Whoa! I got to spend some time with him. It was really great. We're gonna go down to Charlotte. He he already asked me to work with their D line, so I can't wait to go down
2: there. Niners, another set of Niners, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Synergy mm-hmm. DL rooms, mm-hmm. Niners. I like it. Okay. Uh, they're going to be some middling teams at the trade deadline in the NFC. Who is the NFC team that's going to make the move that's going to create a little separation, allow them to make a playoff push? Mm.
0: So, I, I I was going through trade candidates, and I'm thinking here. For some reason, Bucks fans keep pushing back on the idea that Mike Evans should be traded because he's some he's a pillar of the community, all that stuff, and for me. I, I keep why like this should be more like I, I've heard people say this before but like this should be more like baseball where it's like this guy is going to be resigned for a ton of money we can get value for him like why can't we get Mike Evans out of here get a premium pick save some money go with the youth so I look at whoever takes advantage of a team like that like the Bucks. Maybe the Rams want to hit the hard reset if they start tanking for Caleb Williams. I think the biggest thing is what happens when a team after six weeks is in the Caleb Williams-Drake May sweepstakes? So they say, ah, oh, actually, I'm going to start pushing these guys who can help us win. Like we saw that with the Cardinals the other day where people were like, oh, well, they, they cut Colt McCoy uh, because they want to tank. Well, keeping Colt McCoy, I love Colt McCoy, but keeping yeah, but Colt that, McCoy was also a move. tanking move. Like that's, yeah. not, that's not evidence of anything. But I think in, in mid-October, things might be a little bit different. And so I think that um, you have to look at the teams that want to go all in and have the opportunity to. Maybe that's in Atlanta. Atlanta made a huge dead cap charge last year when they got rid rid of Matt Ryan. I think it was $62 million last year, Um, which normally, by the way, precedes Huge upticks in performance because the, the Bills did it. They took all the medicine in one year with the dead cap charge. The Dolphins did it a couple of years ago with a dead cap charge. And then you move forward because you had that kind of money. So maybe it's a team like that. We always know the Saints are up for a type of. I, Nick Underhill who covers the team really well, was on my show a couple, couple months ago and called it Mafia Accounting, how they move the salary cap around. So, like, you know they can always add a piece of the deadline. It's, it's no big deal. So, it's whoever wants to take advantage of, I think, a couple of teams that might want to get rid of veterans in October.
3: Buda Baker has to get moved. Um, yes. I feel bad for the guy. I think Philly would be great. Uh, they were players in the Jonathan Taylor sweepstakes, allegedly. And that probably was just Howie making a call because he'll call and kick tires on anything. But – uh, I think the safety room could use him. Uh, I think when you look at names that might surprise you, I think Kirk Cousins could be dealt before the yep. end of the season. Uh, you know, you talk about, we talked about Miami on this show and Tua, and, you know, like you and I have stepped in it with Tua. be, well, more me on your show. <laughs> but, but I, you know, like Tua could be hurt. I mean, it, we yeah. it's a real thing. Like there is an injury pattern here, and that's such a good roster. You don't want to strike out on a year like this. I think Kirk Cousins could be dealt to the first team with a quarterback injury. I also think, and I said this last offseason, and Rams fans skewered me as if I wished I was on the L.A. Rams instead of two Super Bowl teams, and I was mad at the Rams about this. They are hitting the reset button. You know, Jalen Mm -hmm. Ramsey, gone. Uh, I think you could look at an Aaron Donald uh, because you look at that defense, you're already half dead on that defense. You're like three-quarters dead. Just die all the way. You know, and they could be one of those teams. I've never heard of half those
0: guys. I've never. I, mean I looked at the depth chart the other day. I'm just like I, I. I do not know who this young man is. I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: exactly. It's all shadow program guys, and so you know, like an Aaron Donald, you know, like the Bears. They're they're serious yeah. about winning right now. We're going to talk about in the NFC preview. I watched their their tackles, Gervin Dexter, and these guys. Yeah, their names. They they invested, but are they ready to play? If you're serious about winning right now, the team like a team like the Lions, a team like the Cowboys, the Steelers. Uh, you know our teams that all I think could make moves for an Aaron Donald so you know a couple big names here that I think could and there's a lot of tight end buyers this year so you mm-hmm. could see a tight end move too
2: how about anybody on that Washington defensive line Washington mm-hmm. gets rid of Dan Snyder they go three and0 in the preseason they're going to open up one and0 because they have the Cardinals but they're they're the fourth best team in the NFC used. That
3: defensive line so good. It's just all about looking at the contracts and saying, hey, like, you know, who are we on schedule to pay? Who are we on schedule not to pay? Yeah. You know, you could look at um, Sweat, who's a guy who's, who's had an up and down kind of court of public opinion deal. I think he's underrated. I think some teams would covet a guy like that. But if I'm the commanders and I'm the new owner and I walk in the house, like what's the nicest room in the house? It's the D-line room. I'm
2: not mm-hmm. going to fuck
3: with that room if I don't have to.
2: Kevin, what's your favorite thing about Bill Simmons?
0: He – Lies about grids? No. (laughs) Number one is that he's a genuine sports dork. And Mm -hmm. so he will text me and Steve Cerruti about the magic all the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. And, like, he will be watching Team USA – in the basketball thing right now. And he will just like text a question about that only like no one likes the Orlando magic. And like, I have a running joke. I go on Zach Lewis. I like him. Like I, I live. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Like I live in Westchester, New York. Right. And so Cerruti's in Connecticut. And when the magic made the play in next year, we're gonna meet at a Chili's in Connecticut, and it's gonna be me and Sarudi and Zach Lowe because Zach Lowe wants to come because he's on the bandwagon, right? Like that's what I'm dealing with here. There's not a lot of Magic fans. There's not a Magic community. Well, if not you a got Magic Zach Nation. Lowe on the
3: bandwagon. That's a pretty good guy to have on the bandwagon. Yeah,
0: and so we'll be like, I don't know where, like New Haven Chili's. I don't know, something like yeah. that. We'll look into it. Um, do a little Yelp action. But uh, and nobody cares about this team, and yet Bill will just be like, "Hey man, like it'll be making Evan Fournier jokes as he did the other day to me." Um, he will be asking genuine questions about moves they can make at the deadline. Like, that's the best thing about Bill is like, I've been reading Bill since I was more or less in middle school. And it's still, even though I, I adore the guy as a boss, even though um, I've had so many interactions with him, like, anytime he pops up on the phone and he's got some question about, like, what, what, what positions Paolo Bancaro can guard, mm-hmm. like, that to me is still surreal.
2: You were at 6-11 and 11 and went Anthony Black and Jet Howard... Would you have been happier with Grady Dick, Jordan Hawkins? Okay, all right. No, no, I'm serious. No,
0: was that not a bad draft? That's a bad draft at six and eleven. So Howard is its own thing. I I, I didn't like the pick. He was to a, a allegedly address a shooting issue, and I don't think he addresses it. Like that's always my favorite thing in the draft. Where it's I was like, well, we had to draft for need, and it's like, well, you did you. Did you fix the need? Because I think you didn't. Um, Anthony Black is different. Bruce Feldman wrote an amazing piece, I don't know if you read it, basically, like, if he decided to become a football guy full-time, he would have been him. Like, he would have been five-star, like, you know, highlight reel type of guy. And there's no better way to get me amped than by saying this guy would have been a five-star football player. Because I just know how hard and athletic it is uh, how athletic you have to be in order to get that. So I'm um, in on Anthony Black. I think he's, just, like,
3: I'm in on Joe probical. Ingles. <laughs> All right, yeah. We're just talking magic here. All right, can we uh, to warm up for the, uh, the the MVP award and the offensive uh-huh. rookie? There, yeah. we just talk a little magic. Yeah,
0: that's what we All do right. here. Uh,
2: who will be the next great podcaster <coughs> out of the NFC?
3: Oh, easy. It's easy. easy?
0: It's Micah Parsons. Oh, he loves. Ooh. He
3: loves to talk in a good way. Like here's the thing: not a lot of guys love to talk. Myself included, because I know there's some people like he talks too much, but like Micah Parsons loves to talk and I never get annoyed by it because he's just such a kid. Like he just says what's on his mind. There's no filter. He's curious about everything. He has multiple interests and he's the best defensive player possibly in the league.
0: When he came on my show, first of all, he's ready to be a podcaster because he wouldn't turn his camera on for the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. He was just like, I'm just dealing with something. So that's number one, the first step towards being a podcaster. Um, second thing is I looked at his tweets last night when I was going through this. His last two tweets that weren't uh, like either SpawnCon or just like great team win type of stuff were, mm-hmm. uh, I want a pet lion mm-hmm. and I miss when stores were open 24-7. Two great segments. <laughs> two great segments. <laughs> the guy's never like, been to a 7-Eleven. <laughs> right but it's like it's a mixture and he's great on talking he he talks football really well like he's gonna when when he wants i guess he's on i looked up he's on twitch all the time i guess yeah some sort of company says like we're actually just going to do this for 40 minutes instead of him just probably twitching all the time yeah green light like (laughs) there's going to be some there's going to be a nice little runway there
3: he's also a great chess player which is really popular so yes how about um, a
0: show for Cavon? He can just tell us all
2: the people, he's people never he doesn't know. He's yeah. like Jihad Ward. Yeah, never yeah, heard exactly. of him. You know, if
3: Cavon and A Rod had gotten into it, right. I believe Cavon. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I like Jamal Williams and uh, I like mm. Lane Johnson. Okay, yeah. I was at Lane they Johnson's go. house the other night. I, I had to go up to Philly, and I was like, "Hey, can I bunk up with you?" And we were just talking till one in the morning. The guy's one of the most entertaining people in the NFL, bar none. Great player, and he's got a little southern twang. Mm -hmm. And that in the podcasting world is not something that it's not a niche that's occupied except on OAN with, with, uh, (laughs) Gundy. So anyways, I I like, uh, I like Lane Johnson.
2: Okay. Rookies of the year in the NFC offensive and Mm -hmm. defensive.
3: Okay. So there's one that I feel so good about that I've, Put multiple bets down. I bet it, and then ten minutes later, I was like, "I need to bet it more." And then ten minutes later, I bet it again. I think I put three bets down on this. This is uh, Jalen Carter, NFC Defensive mm. uh, Rookie of the Year. Now, Offensive Rookie of the year is a little a little tougher. Uh, it's between Jameer Gibbs and Bijan Robinson for me. I, I'll go if you're betting. I'd say bet Jameer Gibbs because the odds are are a lot of fun, uh, plus, plus eight hundred, and then uh, Bijan's plus two fifty. To be safe, I'll go Bijan. But if you're betting this this award, you should bet Jameer Gibbs.
0: So it's going to be Gibbs. Part of it is also just like Ben Johnson, even though Arthur Smith is an awesome coach. Like Ben Johnson last year, if you watched it, Sewell is like out in the open as a lead blocker. Yes. Uh, the, the stuff that line is going to be able to do, not just with their talent, but with what Ben Johnson allows them to do in the run game, like it's it, it's going to open up a lot there. And we're going to see it. And also, like, I think the stats are probably similar. And so it just comes down to who's making a bigger because you could say, like, cultural impact, and that will be Gibbs. Like, the Lions will be better than, than they should be, exactly. all that stuff, and it will be part of the narrative. I also think that, like, if the Falcons are the team, we think, Chris, there's going to – other, like, Arthur Smith's going to win Coach of the Year, a Maybe. couple other things. Like, they're going to probably try to spread it around a little bit. Gibbs, if it's close, would get that nod. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you think this value
2: is right for the quarterbacks? Bryce Young at plus 450, Anthony Richardson at plus 700, C.J. Stroud at plus 850. Is that how you would order him? Uh,
3: i put Stroud yeah, second. Yeah, I, I would maybe put Stroud second. Um, I, I have a hard time imagining that Anthony Richardson is going to have too much success statistically where they're going to put him in there for that award. But I love their big targets. It's like a basketball team out there. Chargers and the Colts play pickup. I don't know who wins. Allie Cox, Allie Hoop. Yeah, I like the big targets there, but I don't think it's enough.
2: We've just been on a run of Sauce, PS2. Could Christian Gonzalez be one of those guys? Well, he's mm-hmm. going to have
3: to, you know, because uh, uh, Jack Jones has moved on from sticking up Panda Expresses. He's got a new uh, a new racket. New hustle? Yeah, new hustle.
2: Well, and you just put Jalen Carter in the Hall of Fame. So I did. We, Christian will really have to. better be good. To- show what he's made of all right offensive player of the year offensive defense i hate uh, this fucking award. player of the year offensive the player called. of the world or the year try to try to
3: do offensive not offensive defensive. player of the world because that track guy doesn't think so
0: uh-huh, <laughs> Noah uh-huh. Miles, uh i'm gonna i'll i'll throw out uh maybe a christian mccaffrey this seems like the kind of thing where if he has a bunch of, I still don't understand what offensive player of the year is. It doesn't I mean, really make sense. It's just sense not to a me. quarterback. It's just not. It's just not a quarterback. Good player, not quarterback. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I don't know if the Vikings are going to be good enough for somebody like like Justin Jefferson. But that that kind of genre, I'll go McCaffrey here.
3: Okay, I'll go. I'll go Travis Kelsey, um, mm. and then Garrett uh, for defensive player of the year. Um, sorry to step on your transition there, but I'll go defensive player of the year uh Miles Garrett, Jim Schwartz like while I do think they might get picked apart by some good quarterbacks when they play him he's got big Z inside um he's going to be in a wide nine there's not going to be a lot of thinking in that, and and Miles is a sharp guy but it's nice to hear these these are your keys do you remember them
2: yeah uh, uh uh rush crush and
3: finish close close, close. that's it In that defense. And so, Miles Garrett's going to have a huge year.
0: So, I agree. If I was to have a second one, especially from the NFC, because that's what we're doing, Micah Parsons. Like, I just think he's just – it sounds like you – I still don't understand the, the role he's going to play, but it sounds like he'll be able to pin his ears back a little bit more. Um, I just think it's going to be unbelievable. I, yeah. I I just think the leap they're going to make, and that's why – I don't know if we're doing this, but I actually picked the Cowboys to, to win the NFC. Um, uh-huh. And Part of that is just that I feel like the talent can overcome uh, what we all feel are coaching deficiencies.
3: See, earlier I, – I, spoiler, I don't have the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and I'm playing the math here. You know, like only two teams the last 35 years have gotten in the Super Bowl after losing it the year previous, and those mm-hmm. teams are the Buffalo Bills thrice and the, the Patriots in 2018 after we beat them in 17. So, you know, like, it's just the math doesn't check out, and I think the schedule's really hard. So, like, last year the Eagles had a bit of a soft schedule. You look at it this year. The, the Cowboys have the same schedule, but two new coordinators, you could look at it as a positive in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. uh, but you're not going to be hosting games at the link all playoff long. You played the Giants in the divisional round. And then you play uh, the Niners at home with Brock Purdy out most of the game. So when you asked him earlier about the NFC East, and you said this, I'm assuming, I was like, he stayed quiet. Mm-hmm. I kind of had a feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Very observant. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't rule out the Eagles winning the division and then not no. making the Super Bowl. That happens all yeah. the time. But no, yeah. I, don't, I, think the, I think the Cowboys will, 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 will win the NFC
2: Championship game. Okay. All right. Does that mean Mike McCarthy is your NFC Coach of the Year? Because nah, that's gonna just... be Arthur Smith.
0: Only because Mike McCarthy, I think he's it's it's a narrative award, and I, I think people are just gonna be like, ah, he didn't do very much. Mm-hmm. Um, unless Dak balls out and wins the MVP, maybe, maybe we have a little bit of redemption there, or they could just say it's gonna be you know Brian Schottenheimer redemption, whatever it is. But Arthur Smith, they'll go from seven wins to like twelve, and everything will be uh, all about art. So there's 12. for Coach
3: of the Year, there's kind of two guys that win it. There's the guy that like you're we thought you were good, but your team's really good. Or, like, we didn't know you were a good coach. Um, right. So I think Coach of the Year, Eberflus, would be a good pick. Uh, but if you want to go with a, with, with a guy who's a winner, uh, I think the Jags have the, ch- the chance, mm-hmm. the best chance in the league, to exceed their win total by a lot of games into that double-digit kind of echelon. I mean, this is a team that can win 13, 14 games. If, if Jacksonville wins 13 games... Dougie P might be coach of the year. If they're, if they're hosting playoff games and that sort of thing by way of their division, I think Doug could be in the, in the conversation. And he's 25-1, to 1 too. So as a gambler, that's, that's one for you.
2: First coach fired. <clears throat> Here they are in order. It's easy. Bowles, Stefanski, Rivera, McDaniels, Staley, McCarthy, McVay,
0: McVeigh. It's not going to be McVeigh.
3: McVeigh Mc, decided to come back. For three yeah. days, McVeigh was like, I don't know if we're going to be very good. But then they were like, You're going to be fine. Like, come on back. Here's Here, here it is. Uh, it's the leader of the pack, it's Todd Bowles. Okay. Because the two teams that mm. are tanking um, are, to me, the Cardinals and the Bucks. And the Cardinals just hired a guy. So I think it's probably Todd Bowles. But what if the Bucks are like, Hey,
0: Todd?
2: Throws yeah. a 2-15 here.
3: They could throw a 2-15 and, and then fire him at the end of the year. Yeah, that's true. Could be an inside. I don't run. know if
0: you have to instruct Todd Bowles to lose <laughs> this Ron Rivera um, is your next one. He's got the J- right and now. Josh he just,
3: Ron's saying whatever he wants. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know Sam <laughs> Howell was good. Uh, you know, Eric Bieniemy yells. Carson Wentz, whatever the fuck he said about Carson Wentz
2: last year, he started what? crying. Last year, it was, we're, we're eliminated? Yeah.
0: Dude, so I think the most wrong. glaring par- problem with the Sam Howell thing is I watched him. I went to two days of practice there. He's still not good. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> R- 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 Rivera's like, I didn't know he's that good. I was like, dude, I watched this guy. Like, he's, I don't know. I don't know what you're watching. Um, uh, that's, that's funny. And so I- I'd say it's Rivera or Josh McDaniels. The okay. only thing is, like, people like Ron Rivera. Like, I-, I think people like being around Ron Rivera. I do. He's a really nice guy. Hmm. Josh, like, we've seen it before. He kind of... Burns through people, and Mike Mark Davis. If he's like, I'm going to move on in January, I might as well move on like October third because I don't want to deal with this guy.
3: And the fact that they brought Josh Jacobs back for more money, but didn't commit to him long term, kind of says, Hey, I got to win enough this year. You know, we can't go into full tank mode. I need to keep my job.
2: What about offensive player of the year, quarterback division, also known as the MVP? Almost all these guys (laughs) are
3: fuck, dude. We already did that. Are are,
2: (laughs) AFC, best odds are Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert. Then you get Hurts. Then it's back to AFC, Lamar, Rodgers, Lawrence, Tua. And then we get Justin Fields at plus 2,500, huh?
3: A dark horse would be Trevor Lawrence, uh, and my pick would be Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert's going to have a great year. My biggest worry about the, the Chargers is their, is their head coach, right tackle head coach. Uh, you know, and what are you going to do with J.C. Jackson? We talked about that the other day. Like, are you going to get something, some ROI on that guy? So I think it's the health up front defensively for them, and uh, the offense is is going to be humming. So I like Justin Herbert.
0: Hmm, Herbert's interesting. My, my I, it, the problem is, it's like Mahomes. No further notice, right? Um, yeah. Hurts would be in that mix. I, I'd actually. I think Lawrence is more likely than Justin Herbert. I have a, I, I have a couple questions like you about, about the coaching there, including, yeah. including the offensive coordinator. I think people I are so. penciling in Kellen Moore as some sort of genius and Andy Reid type. Like, I don't think that's the case. I think yeah. he's an upgrade over Joe Lombardi, but let's pump the brakes on him being that big of an upgrade. No question.
2: What about the Super Bowl, fellas? Are Oof. you guys going to put a, a team with a receiver room of Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Richie James, Rasheed <laughs> Rice, Kadarius Forget the Coney. receiver room.
3: Forget the receiver room. It's the defense. It's the defense. If the defense was last year's defense, if Chris Jones wasn't holding out, I feel pretty decent about them being back there, but I worry about that pass rush.
0: I have, uh, I have the Bengals winning the AFC, and okay. I have the them beating the Cowboys in the Super Bowl.
2: Mmm.
0: That's like spicy. That. That That's
2: sexy. Is. Are you? You're not worried about the injury at all? Is mm-hmm. Joe good to go right away?
0: So, no, not right away. Um, I was at practice for three days. I think uh, doing a story about basically how they adjusted their offense yeah, last year. Practice. But what mm-hmm. what's interesting? I'm just a, I'm just a grinder, man. I'm, just, I'm a practice guy. Yeah. We're talking about
3: oh. practice. I'm going. He's the question, not the answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So uh, I talked to Joe. The last two times I've interviewed him with him, he's gotten hurt through appendicitis or uh, or the calf this year. So I haven't talked to him in two years. But he was telling me, and Chris, I'm sure you've seen this before. He was telling me that when he came back from the ACL, he was. Remember, he was throwing all those interceptions two years ago in camp, and everybody was talking about it. And he was struggling into September, saying like, "All right." So his whole thing is his vision, and he basically said when he came back, there were weeks at a time. Where he just saw a wall of people, and his vision was no different than mine or Macon's when we're looking at you know twenty one other guys in a football field, and you can't tell the depth of a receiver, or whatever. And that's why the last two seasons it's taken him a while to get the accuracy down, is because when your your superpower is vision, your vision's got to be sharp. And so I think we need to get used to him starting slow a little bit, especially after he misses camp. Like it's going to take him a while, so we might see a couple of disaster performances. And then by November, thing, like, one of the things that's weird about his, the fact that he keeps missing training game is it allows him to peak at the right time. You know, yeah. like it allows him to get really good in December. I'm not saying that's by design. But what I am saying is, like, he's playing his best football at the end of the season almost because of this. And so that's why we might see a rough September and people tweet him, like, you dumbass, you picked this team yeah. to win the Super Bowl. Like, hold off. Burrow, Burrow knows when to play. It's almost like Brooks Kepka, right, at the golf majors. He knows how to play his best when you're supposed to play your best. Yeah, I I,
3: and I got no qualms with that. My biggest concerns would be with Cincinnati. I think the temperature in that building is going to be red hot, and I don't know how they're going to respond because, you know, it, it, you were close two years ago, the way you lose last year, um, the whole thing just it's – they've been on this treadmill a while, and you know you got to pay guys next year. You know uh, that wide receiver room, you can't keep it together. Joe doesn't have his deal yet. The tight end room is empty. You, they would be buyers at the trade deadline if not for having you know cap issues and that sort of thing. Um, owner and then, issues, huh? Owner, owner issues. Owner issues. Just as far dude. as not wanting to spend. He doesn't yeah. want to spend money for sure. Uh, and then on top of that, your safety room, which was such a strength yeah. last year, is is completely new. So they like some young guys. I would, and I've been going back and forth on this. I'm going to put the Niners in the Super Bowl. Um, I just think. Th- What what we've seen with the Niners is they've 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 been really good at getting over the hump and getting back up. Like they've been to the Super Bowl, they've had tough losses, they they come right back. You know, they they they're right back in it. So I think the nucleus in that football team is 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 a strength that they can rely on year in and year out. And then on the other side of things in the AFC, it's between the Jets and the Chargers for me. And the reason that I think yeah, yeah, the reason that I think for me uh, that I'm going to stay away from the Chargers is the head coach. Um, now, I got nothing against the guy, but it's a little bit sketchy. The the, the reason I like the Jets <laughs> is they match up with everybody. Right. You know, like, they got the corners to cover. They got the rushers to rush. Uh, they have a number one. Uh, they have two tight ends that can play. You said they're not good, but they can play. Um, tackle is the only concern on that roster right now for me honestly i mean like somebody would have to point out it's can aaron Rodgers be aaron Rodgers, which i believe he still can be and can the tackles hold up and if the tackles if the tackles can hold up i don't see why they can't go all the way and i'll probably pick the drum roll please i haven't done it yet i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the jets Wow. <laughs> now I almost did I almost did I almost went I almost went um I almost went 1994 rematch revenge game Niners mm. Chargers whatever year that was uh but but I I think I'm going to go Jets. Great game. Uh they
0: yeah, wow.
3: Is it that much of a wow? Well I, like I just it. think
0: there's a couple things. You need Rodgers to be a lot better than he was last year and then you need a an offensive line that is a big question mark to come together, which I think those the interior is not bad are, though. No, it's okay. But like the tackles being the question mark is, you have so much cap space.
3: Mark. There's, there's five of them. I've been beating this drum all, drum all week. I've been beating the drum, uh, you know, for DJ Humphreys or Colton Miller or for David Bakhtiari. Like they're out there. There are teams that are not planning on winning this year who could dump a tackle. So I guess, yeah, I guess I'm glad it's kind of a hot take. I thought I was being chalky. Yeah, it's not the hard knocks. It's nothing like that. I'm really looking at their roster and saying, well, how many games did they win last year? Seven? Eight? Eight, eight wins? How many more wins is Aaron Rodgers worth? Four? Five? So that's my thing is, I mean, you look at the Bills. None of us have mentioned the Bills. They probably take a little step back. Um, you know, Dolphins, they have injuries. It's really Chiefs, Bengals, Chargers, Jets in the AFC for me.
0: Do you have no, so I I honestly, I just don't know the sample size. So you have questions about Staley. Any questions about Robert Sala? I don't, Sala never tried to tie a game.
3: (laughs) You know, uh, the worst thing Sala's done so far is ripped an Eagle quote off an Instagram post. (laughs) You know?
2: uh, (laughs) Jets were seven and 10 last year. They were seven and 10
3: and they were in a lot of close ball games and that defense is conditioned to play knowing you're going to score 17 points. Mm-hmm. That's, that's going to be a lot different up there.
2: But listen to this, okay? okay? Home Buffalo, Monday night, September 11th. At mm-hmm. Dallas, home New England, home Kansas City. At Denver, home Philly. Okay, There's No gimmies. They match up well with all these teams. Every team might finish 8-9 this year. Is that possible? Check Eagles out. Eagles are a tough matchup for them. I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles to win the Super Bowl, to beat Joe Fan's favorite team, the Los Angeles Chargers. And that's because of several reasons. The unis are sweet. Uh, Justin Herbert has cool hair. Uh, Everybody wants Austin Eckler in Mm -hmm. their fantasy leagues. Mm -hmm. Just a fun team to root for. Uh, (laughs) And uh, Kellen Moore, as Kevin Clark said, is the savior is the best football he, coach. He's to ever, to to ever walk the earth. What if
3: they win the Super Bowl but they fire Staley <laughs> and <laughs> Kellen Moore becomes the head coach like week seven? Perfect. He just does something so off the, the wall. Um that's great. Okay, we, we got through it all. Kevin Clark, appreciate the time, man. Lots to download here, but Kevin, what's your least favorite thing about Bill Simmons? Okay. He's tall. <laughs> he is tall. It's he's tall. not tall. fair to be that it's tall.
2: Pronunciation of Malik Monk, maybe
0: Monk. <laughs> uh i think that if i had to pick one and there, there's very 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 few yeah. um it mm-hmm. would be that uh it's hard to have a conversation about the New England patriots with them sometimes yeah, yeah. like much as most evidenced by the bailey zappy point i referenced yeah yeah they
3: get they, they get drunk on success pretty easily uh but okay. that's true of
0: everybody from that area of the country
3: They do. That's what I'm saying. Mass holes is what they're they're called. Kevin Clark can catch him at the ringer. He is a, he's just awesome, man. We love having him on and we'll hopefully have you on again, Kev. See you guys. Thanks
0: for having me. Love love the pod. Love the show. Love love the whole thing.
3: Thank you. Thanks to Cash App for sponsoring this podcast. With their security, free to order debit card and a suite of savings and bank tools, it feels like they're my money's BFF. And speaking of BFFs, If you pay attention to the podcast, you know that all of our BFFs are on the Greenlight Softball squad. We're into softball so much that Dr. Fax challenged me to a home run derby. Matt and Reed put a little side bet on it, and after Fax came out on top, it was easy enough for Matt to pay up and Cash App Reed his winnings. I wish I could have defeated Dr. Fax and helped Matt take Reed's money, but Reed's now slightly richer thanks to Dr. Fax and Cash App. With security, discounts, boosts, a free-to-order debit card, no overdraft fees, Cash App is like a BFF for your money. So download it in the App Store or Google Play today and start enjoying your BFF app. Good news, the Thursday show we do with AMP will continue. 4.30 every Thursday, the Greenlight team, Cowboy Reed, Fax, Kingston, uh, I'll pop through there sometimes.
1: On Amp, you can interact with us really easily. There's a call-in button. We invite call-ins all the time. You can talk directly to us, ask us questions, ask us our favorite music. We might even play some. There's also a live chat during the show. If you have a question about a topic we're talking about, fire it off in the chat, we'll answer.
3: We're going uh, to be doing what we've been doing all fall, uh, every Thursday at 4.30 on Amp.
2: Uh, check us out. Where should we start, Meg? With the beasts, three playoff teams from a year ago: Eagles fourteen and three, Cowboys twelve and five, Giants nine seven and one with a negative point differential. Eagles make it to the Super Bowl. Can they make it back?
3: Uh, they can. I mean, it, when people ask these questions at the beginning of the year, if you if you if you're picking a team, that doesn't mean you think the other teams can't get there. So I, I think the Eagles could win the whole thing. I think they're great. I just look at what we talked about with Kevin Clark. And, you know, the math, I mean, like, it's it's such a tight race in the NFC East at the top that I'm not sure with the, with the schedule, Uh because you're, you, like, look at this. Look at week six to 15. Okay, you're at New York, the Jets, no disrespect. Um, I'm taking Miami, you're hosting them. You got Dallas, you get a bye. And then you're at KC off, of it, which is going to be Jalen Hurts' biggest road test of his career. I mean, like... Uh, and then Buffalo, San Francisco at Dallas and at Seattle, all in the week six to 15 uh, span there. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams out of that span that, I mean, they're all like you could go either way. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough schedule. They, they have replaced two coordinators. You could look at that as a positive. If you're a Philly fan, you could say. Hey, you know Jonathan Gannon, we were ready to get him out of here, uh, but pew pew but, pew pew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was
2: sti- st- Steichen? Steichen,
3: whatever. So
2: that guy's no, – I'm not going to work here anymore. That guy's the real
3: <laughs> deal, dude. He's the real deal. So you got to replace him. Um, I think you know when you look at Brian Johnson. Um, and by the way, the Eagles just added Albert O, our guy from the Broncos, Reed, who's not a great blocker, but he he showed some ball skills. The other. Yeah,
1: I think I think he'll be a nice addition. So
3: that's nice of you,
2: Cowboy.
1: Yeah. I mean, it sucked to see him go, you know, him and him and Drew Locke are now on opposite sides of the country. They're both Missouri boys, but one day they'll get back together.
3: Brian Johnson, the guy that's stepping in for Spikeman is um, (laughs) he's got a good rapport with Jalen Hurts and that's important. I like they worked closely last year. He did a great job calling plays at UF. There's not a big scheme change, which is good. I mean, you got the answer, spread people out, make them declare, create space for the quarterback. You know all the rpo stuff the quarterback run game that stuff they're going to continue to major in that stuff that offensive line's a straw that serves to drink uh and the thing about them if you look at them last year the 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 way they called plays you know uh, nolan had a great metaphor it's like
2: in, head, head body head body
3: head body head head body you doing the delco accent but like um where usually it's body 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 head. It's like it's like run, 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 deep shot. It's 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 have people creeping up and take advantage. But the Eagles worked every area of the field and they worked it in run and pass, like seemingly at random, you know. So you set the run up with the pass, you soften certain people up, you hit the middle of the field, you take deep shots. That's that's kind of what they gotta keep doing. DeAndre Swift. Catches the ball better than Miles Sanders. He's probably the most talented back in the prime of his career that they've had in a while. Um, and they were also possible buyers on Taylor. The Dolphins and the Packers were two of the mystery teams. Well, we knew about the uh, the Dolphins. The Packers is a head scratcher. We'll get there. Juergens is going to play. Okay, Juergens looks good. from By all accounts, he looks really good. And he's going to play a guard. So the offensive line's solid. Um, you know, you slide your, your, your high pick in there. Defensively, um Desai's the new guy. The difference the one difference with, with Desai and Gannon is from what I understand, the back end's got to be more physical in Desai's scheme. So more rerouting, more physicality. Um, James Bradbury could have a really good year in that defense. That's kind of his his thing. It's his, his calling card, his length, his physicality. Um a swing guy for me is N'Kobe Dean. You know, you you, you haven't seen a lot of him. The good thing for him. Is you got big ass dudes in front of you. You know, like it's a really nice defense to you go from Georgia to Georgia right. Northeast. Yep. And gaps are going to be open. Derek Barnett wants a trade. That's one thing to keep an eye on because Derek Barnett's an important little piece of that defense. And I, I don't mean important little. That's like an oxymoron, but he is an important piece. That guy's a tone setter. He's he's equally as good in the run game as he is in the past game. I can't I can't like if you don't like him because he's a high pick, I don't know what to tell you. The guy's a good player. Um, the problem's been durability and some of the personal fouls. So Derek looking for a trade. Um, the and question he, is, what's the third down group look like? He doesn't
2: want to be running on and off the field. At all. He thinks he's good enough to be on their entire
3: and I think for some teams, he is. Uh, I think for a really good defensive line, he's like a three. Um, and, you know, like, I, I think there's value there. But the question is, especially for a guy like Fletcher Cox, who I think is still playing at a high level. He rebounded really nicely last year. He's going to have to be that vet that kind of buys into the whole thing because it's not going to be every third down that he might be on the field. You know, you've got Sweat. You've got Redick outside. You're going to kick Fletch uh, inside in favor of a vet over the guy that I said earlier is probably the defensive rookie of the year. I don't know how good the guy is, but from what I hear, uh, Jalen Carter's really fucking good. So BG kicks inside. They'll probably rotate guys to keep them fresh. I mean, you could go some five down, You could mix it up, uh, but it's an exciting problem to have. Nolan Smith, I think needs a little more time to develop. Just put on some weight in the weight room, That that type of thing.
2: Eagles started 8-0 and last year. They lost a game to Washington. Then they're 13-1. and They lose two Minshew games, That one of them being to Dallas, 40-34. to Then they beat New York in the final. And in the playoffs, they beat New York again. And then San Francisco, the Brock Purdy, the Josh Johnson game, before losing to the Chiefs. Odds from BetMGM, Eagles the favorite, minus 120. But Cowboys right there at plus 175. And there's a giant delta to the Giants at plus 750. And as you heard Kevin say, there's an argument to be made that Dallas can win this division. There is.
3: No, it's not it's not a it's not a tough argument to make. It wouldn't be a hot take. I'll take the Eagles to win the division. Uh but I think the Cowboys are going to be right on their heels and that could go either way. Which we said last year, right? Like it's uh it's going to be a top heavy division. The Giants are good, but they're not players when it comes to winning this division. Now, the the uh the Cowboys and I'll get y'all's votes at the end of this deal, but the cowboys are pretty good december's tough for them philly at buffalo at miami i think the big question is does the scheme look any different if i'm mike mccarthy i d- i don't make the scheme different um it shouldn't mean much that kellen moore went somewhere else but he could be a better play caller like you can the menu can look like what it looks like but when the waitress is asking you for your order and you're not sure like that's where it gets tough and so you know mccarthy is going to be a big change um just in that it's on him and he's got to be a head coach and a play caller. So that's a tough one. Uh, Keeping Dak happy is tough, right?
2: Do you remember how excited we were for week one, Tampa Bay and Dallas last year? Yeah. Dallas, 244 yards of offense, 12 first downs, three of 15 on third down. They lose 19 to three. It was a slobber knocker. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Trey Lance thing happened. And, you know, like I've said this before, um, I just said it with Kevin Clark. I think Dak's just got to play football. I don't think this factors in. If it if the Trey Lance thing ever factors in, that'll be Dak's fault. Uh, turnovers, that's something he can control. That was what killed him last year. So taking care of the football, uh, tight end is a weakness for them. I don't know about a weakness, but it's not a strength. If you look around, they got three wide receivers who excite you on some level. Uh, Brandon Cooks, you bring him in. He's a 1,000-yard-a-year machine. Uh, which was a good addition, and then you've got obviously C.D. Lamb, and then Gallup, who we've seen, you know, bits and pieces of, and he's looked talented. So the offensive line, Zach Martin, you get the deal done. Um, I think this is going to be a formidable offense to play, and and Tony Pollard getting a
2: lot, lot of tread on those tires, getting his share though, and you
3: bring in Deuce Vaughn. The defense. Here's the thing, man. There's a lot of exciting pieces on this defense. A really, really good back end, ball hawking back end. So for the turnovers you make, your defense is going to come up with some. You've got an exciting edge rush group, right? You got Tank. You got you have Micah Parsons. You know the, this uh, Sam Williams kid. He's flashed. Uh, you've got you've got kind of a thin linebacker group, and then in the middle of the field defensively, a lot's going to be riding on this Mozzie Smith kid, mm. the rookie. And they're not the only team that's going to depend on, you know, rookies to step up on, on interior defensive line. But this kid looks raw. I mean, I watched him. I watched Jacksonville game. I watched a couple other of his preseason snaps. And, you know, he's just the guy. He, things are moving 1,000 miles an hour for him. You know, steps are off. You know, he's in a two-eye. They're moving him around to a three. He's taking on a trap. He doesn't see it to the last second. Double teams are rough. But he's a big, powerful guy, I can see why they like him. When they put him in a simple situation, he can move bodies around. But he's not ready to be that guy this year. Now, he could be by week 10. I don't know, Dan Quinn's a hell of a coach. But you know that's a guy they're gonna depend on a lot. And the interior of that defensive line and the linebacker room makes me worry about the middle of the field. Who do you have to beat to win that division? It's the Eagles.
2: For one hundred American dollars, can you name the Dallas Cowboys place kicker? Is it still Maher? It's Brandon Aubrey, a person called Brandon Aubrey. The person, twenty-eight okay. years old. He went to Notre Dame. Okay. All right. The Giants made the playoffs. Nine-seven-one. Mm-hmm. They uh they won a playoff game. They went to Minnesota and won plus seven fifty to win the division. Not gonna happen. What's changed? Uh. Wall, not much, Waller, but Jalen Hyatt. And then the schedule. And the schedule's schedule. harder.
3: Schedule's harder. Uh on the road early a lot. San Francisco. Uh, they play Miami. Uh, I think one of those games, the Thursday night game, at Buffalo, all before week six. Um, I love we get Philly uh and the and the Giants, I think, on uh, on on Thanksgiving. On, 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 on Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. You know, uh, and then you get Dallas and Seattle. Um They're two big kind of wild card games. If you're serious about being in the wild card, you got to circle Dallas and Seattle because they're teams that might be um, looking up at division leaders. Wide receiver room has not really changed enough for my liking, okay? you still got Hodgins and Campbell and Slayton and Shepard and and Hyatt, who's a big swing guy. Waller, I think, is a great fit. It's all about health for him. It really is. He's, He's a match made in heaven for Daniel Jones um and then evan neal you know he's got to make the jump he's got to make the jump just like all their fucking rookies have like uh, andrew thomas did. yeah andrew yeah. thomas or dexter lawrence like these guys have made jumps so they're doing the right things they're 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 developing their talent defensively they got to do do more of that you heard kevin clark talk about the defensive line what can they do with Kayvon thibodeau this year he looked good in preseason i saw some some nice rushes from him could he make the second year jump Um, A big question is going to be you're starting two rookies on the perimeter in a a division like the NFC East and Banks and Hawkins and a Dory Jackson who could probably be your best bet to match up on Goddard. Uh, You might want to use him outside on like A.J. Brown. So when, when they made the trade for Isaiah Simmons and I was like, yeah, you know, they can try to cover tight ends with this guy. Wink's really aggressive. And that's the whole thing is Wink is really aggressive. He can use this guy. Um, a lot of people were like, yeah, he can't cover tight ends. I'm like, well, you turn the Clemson tape on a couple of years. He looked like he could cover a lot of guys.
2: That was the guy on the field at the Orange Bowl. Yeah, they were like, who the the fuck is is that? that, Yeah, Yeah, yeah. and they're splitting him out to cover little guys.
3: Yeah, And so don't tell me he's not athletic enough to do it. Uh, Change of scenery can help. And the way you're used can help. So I'll be interested to see how Isaiah Simmons, who they got for nothing, it's a trade I would have made, 10 out of 10 can help them. Boogie bash him. They just trade it for him. So not a spectacular defense, but one that I think can be a relative strength.
2: Have you heard of Jihad Ward? I love Jihad
3: Ward, and I've, I've definitely heard of him.
2: I love Kevin Clark saying that Sam Howell's no good. I don't, like, I don't like the Washington team. Yeah. I don't really like Carolina for that matter. I'm rooting for Sam Howell. Sure well, like. the Washington
3: team, I, I guess we get in their schedule. I don't know if we'll be paying attention to them. Well, uh, the 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 coolest addition is probably that Eric Bieniemy. It is. It is Eric Bieniemy. It's the question we've all been waiting to have an answer to for like five years. And there's people that are dug in on both sides of this that you know don't want to hear about Eric Bieniemy anymore. That minute you heard he yelled, you were like, "Yep, that's it." And then there's people that are like, "He should have been a head coach five years ago." Well he hasn't called plays. We had Andy Reid on, and Andy Reid said, and he pointed out, like I didn't call plays when I was when I was a first time head coach. I mean, they pulled me out of the tight ends room in Green Bay, I think. So I think I I think this is a guy that's in a pretty good spot because Ron Rivera might not last the year. He's got Rivera Itis. We've talked about the sound bites. He just hasn't seemed to have had a like a young man's mastery of every corner of the organization. Uh I got a lot of respect for Ron Rivera, but it doesn't look like you know him lasting the year is a sure thing and if you're eric Bieniemy and you're calling the shit out of some plays you never know um sam Howell, somebody they've been excited about and then kevin clark just poured cold <laughs> water all over it um you got new ownership so it's kind of unpredictable they're tied with the vikings for the hardest schedule in the nfc i just don't see them being players if heineke was still there you feel like your floor is kind of high because they they played a lot of close games and won some of them last year. Um, they they went eight, eight and
2: one last year.
3: Yeah. Yeah. People they, forget. They were close. Uh, you know, when Bienemy was at Colorado, they ran like a pro style offense, but obviously he spent a lot of time elsewhere since then. Um, Dotson excites me. Okay, yeah. obviously you know what you got in McLaurin, but Dotson excites me. Logan Thomas is back. And then if you talk about the offensive line, that's a bit of a weakness. It's shuffled. Uh, They're going to be working that thing out defensively. Cole Holcomb's a big loss, uh, but the defensive line's great, and the safeties are a strength of that team. So if the linebacker group can shore up in the middle of the field, they're pretty good. Uh, But, you know, the defense alone is not going to be good enough to carry this team in the NFC West.
2: That corner in the first round might be the real deal, Manuel Forbes. Yeah. Mississippi State. And don't forget about St. Juiced. That's right. like that kid. Hey, Greenlight Producers, Yeah, they went chalk. Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commies. But the Cowboy picked the Cowboys fourth in the NFC East. Explain yourself.
1: Well, I just can't wait to see Trey Lance in week four. Okay. I mean, Jerry's Jerry's mm-hmm. going to be like, screw it, burn the ships. Let's yeah. trade Dak to somebody. Uh-huh. And he's going to see what he has in uh, in Trey Lance. Okay. That's what's going to happen uh he's and, got about and,
3: forty minutes worth of uh you know division one double a tape that's exactly. all you got on trey lance you you've a, got the j m u national Cardinals championship game. in twenty twenty that's what he's got half a game in the rain against the fucking bears <laughs> like i so anyways n f c west probably next
2: n f c west trey lance trey lance there's a segue yeah uh Niners, can I say only minus 165 favorites to win the division? Seahawks at plus 190 and then Rams and Cardinals. Well, we're gonna get
3: there shot. in a second. The Seahawks are fucking
2: good. Yeah.
3: They're not sneaking up on anybody, but they're good. And when you talk about that defense, you're gonna be you're gonna put some respect on that defense. But the Niners, the Trey Lance news, the whole thing a lot of people are like hey they should be fired like rg3 was like you know these guys shouldn't be able to get away with it like what what do you mean because then what are you going to do i mean these guys have had you in the the nfc championship every year been in the super bowl an overthrow away uh and that's what they were trying to fix and you know after the super bowl they talked about doing things in phase and having six-year contracts but then they throw it out the window and i said it is the wrong guy to throw the book at here and um They did it anyways. But they're so good, they might be okay. They'll probably be okay for two years. I mean, their window's still wide open. So uh, what they really need is Purdy to be consistent. If he doesn't backslide, they'll be right back there. Uh, Bosa deal is underway. The big question offensively is the right tackle. McKivitt's replacing McGlinchey. And you never replace an Irish tackle with another Irish Mm. tackle. It Mm. just doesn't work out. Listen, let me. I could name all the guys, but it's like, do you need a Niners preview? You're not going to know where the fuck the ball is coming from. Okay, it's just going to be going 100 miles an hour. You're going to be. It's going to be Debo. It's going to be Ayuk. It's going to be CMC. It's going to be the whole gang. It's going to look just like it looks every year. Okay, they got a well-oiled machine. They'll be pretty good. You got to figure that tackle spot out.
2: 13 and four last year. They went two and zero against the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks well is there is there regression for Gino I still got to talk about the defense okay okay that's fair it's fair it's fair as fuck
3: uh Uh, the defense the big question for me is what's the scheme look like right because you replace uh D'Amico Ryans with Steve Wilkes who did a good job in Carolina I thought he deserved some sort of an award there uh but keep the scheme as close as you can right uh, in coverage, at least, you you might blitz a little bit more. And like I said earlier, you got great safeties. You got great safety play. One of them is like a fucking is a demon out there, um, you know, getting into the backfield when he's called upon. And Yufanga, I mean, uh, good defensive backfield, great linebackers. You let Omena who walk, he's suspended right now in Kansas City. So Drake Jackson's got to come on. And Hargrave again. If you looked at that defense last year, and they had one Achilles heel, it was you needed a second IDL guy, and that's your Javon Hargrave. So, I'm excited to watch that front. Uh, I think they'll be right back in it. No news to report. No news is good news, you know. Like the the best way you get the Trey Lance taste out of your mouth is start four zero. You won't even be talking about Trey Lance. You know, to just be like one of these things where, uh, whoops, what happened to those first rounders? I don't remember. Misplaced them with my keys. We're still good.
2: Seattle Seahawks, Nolan's pick to win the NFC West.
3: It's a good pick. It's a good pick. I don't hate it. Their schedule's tough. They get an early buy. Giants and Cowboys, two huge road games, again, against wildcard-type teams. Just in case you don't win the West, you're going to want to win those games. Gino, I think the big thing with Gino, for his entire career, I can't remember the last time he wasn't competing to be the guy um it's been like a decade and that's part of what makes this story so fun man it's like you know it's like waking up in a good dream I mean, honestly that's what his last year has been and i think the whole league got to see what a great passer he is i mean not just uh you know a guy that was in new york and you kind of con- conflated his skill set with the type of guy that might run an offense in new york with with the historically good defenses they had at that time he's got a great arm and he made all the throws last year. Um, he's actually not that far down the list to win MVP, uh, depending on what your book is, but we use MGM. Yeah, we do. But um, the Seahawks are good, man. They added JSN, I mean, and, and they can use him in a way that's not redundant. His short area quickness, finding voids in the middle of the field, because the tight end room's kind of average. So having a guy that can find you those soft spots and zones um attack in the middle of the field they got two young tackles who are really 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 good okay and there are people that are kicking themselves your new york giants for not taking cross now i think neil could be fine but you look at cross you look at this other kid abraham lucas how many teams can you remember the last 10 years that hit on two tackles that are this young and you're just like okay set it and forget it like Snyder's done a great job there. I it's just such a luxury, man. Um so it's all gonna be about using JSN the right way, um, offensively. And obviously the run game came alive last year at times.
2: I do kind of like those tight ends. Disley, Parkinson, Fant. I mean, they're not the spectacular guys, but they're just they're solid. They it's know average. the roles.
3: You 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 thumbed your nose at Uzama and uh who's the other guy, Conklin but you but you like this tight end I
2: think room. like I picked up Will Disley for a week in okay, fantasy like 3 is. years ago <laughs> and he caught like a touchdown So now you have heard somebody use. say
3: I like that Will Disley on a NFC preview Hey here's another guy like yeah.
2: Jake Bobo 25 yeah. year old rookie mm-hmm. will say out of UCLA but he spent most of the time at Duke he's uh he's good
3: it's the Seattle defense do you remember a couple years ago when it was like uh, Jamal um What was uh, Jamal Adams and a bunch of guys and you were just like I don't know where the pass rush is coming from the whole thing they bring in Draymond Jones you got Jaron Reed you got Mario Edwards uh Derek Hall's a rookie to watch um and Daryl Taylor a guy I've been on since probably the draft I mean like I don't hit on a lot of these but Daryl Taylor has really come on nine and a half sacks last year Nwosu who they paid who's really just got this the thing i like about his game is he, he just knows how to play keys like he's got that linebacker sensibility that off ball sensibility but on the ball and he's a good enough rusher and uh with that home field advantage in this group this is a strength you know if that offense is firing on all cylinders it is going to be tough to beat seattle in seattle with these rushers defensive backs are pretty good man they got a lot of celebrities in the uh, in the defensive backfield. Uh, you got Kobe Bryant, and Michael Jackson, <laughs> uh, and a guy named Quandre, one of the best name rooms in the NFL.
2: Julian Love,
3: yeah, it's a good name room, dude. It's a uh, Woolen. Woolen's got a great name, but it's a good group. I mean, you got the guys on the back end that can cover. You got a corner that can take people away. You can play physical with that guy. Uh, you can play aggressive, and these rushers are gonna get home.
2: And the fourth longest tenured coach in Pete Carroll.
3: Dude, the guy looks great. Stability. You know, uh, Howie Long maybe gets too much credit. Mm. Pete Carroll, not enough credit. Mm. I'm not saying Pete's as good looking as Howie Long, but Pete has done nicely. He's like 70 years old. He looks full of, I saw him in KJ uh, Wright's podcast the other day. Shout out to KJ Wright. And he's just full of energy. There's a reason the guys love him there.
2: Los Angeles Rams. I guess my question would be, are they trying to win football games?
3: So I think they're pretty sure they're not winning football games, but they're gonna. It's gonna be a lot easier to say that after week like six. The first eight weeks are really tough. You look at their schedule; it's tough. Stafford saying he can't connect with his teammates, which I think was a little bit of over- Kelly
2: Stafford saying he can't connect with. <laughs> but it. then
3: him making a fucking uh, lookbook, which I ask for when I go into like a room full of donors. But when you've been spending you know four to six weeks with a bunch of guys. You should know their names. And Stafford, his health is a question. He's, I think, is the whole reason. Another thing with Stafford, it could soon become the worst contract in football. You know, you could be the 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 meme with with the guy and the gal, and 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 uh, you know, that's Russell Wilson's contract. But walking by is Matt Stafford's contract. Look at this fucking thing. There's no out 2027. There's no outs. He's 35 years old, dude. I mean it's insane. So uh, Akers is the running back. They tried to trade him last year. He's the running back. Okay, uh, the Rams fans. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at your team. Don't take it personally. I'm just saying what I'm laughing at is the is the 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 fact that a lot of y'all thought you're that you were trying to win this year. Okay, you're obviously not. It's okay to admit that. There's you're gonna. What's the average age in in America? 78. There's a lot of football left for the Rams. Like this is a hiccup. So just this year is going to be tough. Um, and maybe it's not. And Aaron Donald, a bunch of guys, I really, no disrespect, haven't heard of as Kevin Clark said, is going to be enough on defense, but I really do think, uh, there's going to be some guys that will be shipped out of LA this year. And Aaron Donald could be one of them. I said that last year. I'm not, uh, it's not a hot take. Uh, who are you trading him to Jacksonville, Pittsburgh bears? We talked about it. You lost Darius Williams last year. Um, Now you got Jalen Ramsey gone, you know, no boom, Havenstein, both guys that could probably be dealt. And then, you know, Van Jefferson Skronic is your two and three. I'm I'm not making shit up here. This is not a team that's going to be competitive. Speaking of. He's back in Detroit. (laughs) No, he's back. Rams are back in Detroit. Stafford's back in Detroit. I said this a lot. He's back in Detroit, dude. He's,
2: anyway. like, he's like Aaron Rodgers out there. Like, hey, who who the fuck are you? Yeah. but nah, like, for serious. Yeah, and the who kids are, are like, I don't know who you are. My name's Russ Yeast. I'm a free safety. <laughs> yeast is a great name. I went to K State. Yeah. What
3: We're, if he gets an infection this yeah. year? <laughs> like just a, I want Yeast to get like a really small infection just for one day, so he ends up on the <laughs> the injury report. It says Yeast parentheses infection. Yeah. <laughs> get this guy out of the facility, man.
2: Cardinals are plus 3,000 to win the division. I don't even know what a
3: yeast infection is, really. Oh,
2: the vagina. <laughs> it just knew it was gross. It was bready. Okay. <laughs> well.
3: That's what it explains a lot. Yeah. Where are you going? Cards?
2: Yeah, cards. Clayton Toon, Josh Dobbs, pick your adventure.
3: Okay, so here's the deal. Here's what we're going to talk about with the cards. And the cards fans are cool because nobody writes us hate mail about saying so your team might not be good. Uh, you guys know what time it is. It's a fire sale. So, um, two, two teams over the last 30 years have had uh, lower win totals, both finished over. I don't know if that's the case this year, three and a half are total. They are tanking. Okay. They're not naming a starter for competitive reasons. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh,
3: who's for sale? Uh, take your pick. I mean, we talked about it on a social last week where I was kind of mocking up a garage sale. You know, you get your Hollywood Brown over in the vintage T-shirt section is mm-hmm. a high-priced item. You got Zach Ertz in the tool section, uh, DJ Humphreys with the appliances, and then you, you've got Buddha Baker. He's in the back of the garage. We've got to run a credit check on you before you see Buddha Baker. He's, he's going to cost you. But there's a lot of guys on this roster that could be headed north or east, you know, or maybe west. Probably not, though.
2: Kayla Williams rooting for uh... – the Rams to go. I think 0-17. Caleb Williams
3: probably would probably be happiest in the desert out of there are the Bucks. Uh, I I don't know if the if Sean McVay, here's the thing about Sean McVay and Les Sneat, they have the audacity to do like daring things. I want to see if they decide to tank how bad they're gonna be the best tankers of all time.
2: <laughs> it came out today our guy Steve Kime, made uh Steve Wilkes use a burner. Did that come out? Yeah. Oh, shit. Steve wasn't in the building.
3: Well, people didn't like the Steve Kime interview because I didn't ask him about the Steve Wilkes burner because I don't even understand the fucking story. But beyond that, like, what do you think? Open investigation? This guy's going to be like, yeah, I was subpoenaed by the NFL to talk about this, but I think on the green light pod, (laughs) you fucking
4: morons.
3: (laughs) You know, like, yeah. It's not an Urban Meyer puff piece, but I'm not going to be asking him like, you know, at and t so anyways um that's the biz
2: all right uh producers went uh went chalked there nfc north your favorites the detroit lions at plus 135 vikings plus 260 packers plus 375 bears plus 450. how much money would it cost if you put a million
3: dollars – oh, I know how much it would cost. If you put 000, 000 the, the a, a million dollars down on the Cardinals – How much it cost a million dollars? No, okay, so uh, you, you you ignored the qualification. But Cardinals plus 3,000. So do the math here for me. Is that – is $3 million? No, $30 million, $30 million. So if you put a mill down on the Cardinals, would you just go John Wick on the other teams? In the, <laughs> or would you do like that lady that dm me and was like, yeah, you give all the, the players mono. Like, eh – that's a fucking provocative bet.
2: You're gonna kill all <laughs> the other teams.
3: No, well, I shouldn't have said John Wick. I probably should have said one of these movies where he just incapacitates everybody.
2: I mean, the Niners are out there competing for Super Bowls with <laughs> yeah, Brock Purdy. Yeah, like it's I gonna do. take a
3: lot. No, I know. If, if all the other teams in that league, you know, drop dead tomorrow, the Cardinals still lose in that division.
2: Vikes went 13 and 4 last year. Lions nine and eight. Packers eight and nine, Bears three and fourteen. That's right. But Lions the favorite. Uh, one, you know.
3: You picked. Do you want to get it out of the way here? The Chicago Bears. No, but who'd you pick to finish fourth in the Detroit
2: Bigger? Lions? I think they're all going to be grouped together. Yeah, but I love that Bears team. Oh,
3: I do too. But, but I got I got bad just, news for you. you want to start
2: with your Bears? There's too much big sexy momentum with. Let's the Let's start with your May. Bears.
3: Here's the good. Okay, number one. You believe in Justin Fields. Yes. The, the You know, the process of deciding on whether or not you believe in this guy is over. And then you get out the door and you follow the Philly method of give this guy everything he needs to tell us if he's the guy or not. And that's what they did in Philly. I think that's what they're trying to do uh, in in uh, in Chicago. So you go get DJ Moore. You bring in a stud up front defensively. We talked about that with Eberflus, Like, you could have drafted a guy, but you picked a guy that you know is going to give you eight sacks this year. You draft the stud up front from Tennessee, Darnell Wright, kid. He's he looks good. Uh, he's right tackle. Um, and then you know you, you 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 bring in DJ Moore. You br- you bring in Robert Tunyon,
2: Edwards know? and Edmonds on the defensive side.
3: Edwards, Edmonds. Uh, you know it's going to be a good fit for. It's going to continue to be a good fit for Fields and all these pieces. I think the guy who's under the most pressure is Chase Claypool. Right. It's weird when you bring in a guy and, you know, like whether or not he's a real number one in the league, like that's what was expected of him because he seemed to be like an answer for Justin Fields problems. But maybe they knew they have to go get another one. Um, I also think like the wide receiver draft class, I think we talked about that was kind of instructive. So if he ends up being a good number two because he feels like the pressure's off him and DJ Moore is there, great. But if he feels like his ego is just shot because he was supposed to be the guy. And now this new guy's coming and he's just fucking tearing it up. And he's like low-key, cla- he's doing the mm-hmm. that thing on the sideline where he, he's fake smiling. I don't know where his head's going to be with this, but Chase Claypool has an opportunity to settle into that number two role and take the take advantage of it. Tevin Jenkins is a guy who, who now here's a guy. They kicked him inside. He, he doesn't have a calf. He's got two calves. The guy's got two calves. He's got two Joe Burrows out there. So not sure where he's going to play. I think the the worry for me is like early. They go out and trade for Dan Feeney at at cut down time. He's a depth guy. Jenkins is week to week. Uh White Hairs could start there week one at left guard and they slide maybe Kramer into center or some variation of that. I'm not gonna pretend I know. You know, they're all Actually, hold up. We had an update today that Tevin Jenkins IR four games. So there you go. That's good. Tevin, well, it's not good, but it's good for the segment because right. it clears things up. Tevin Jennings is out for four games. So you, you, White got, is,
2: you got two casts. You don't have one. You don't have one You're on IR.
3: So, so that that's the the big concern offensively is the O line and can you get the most out of Claypool? But the middle of the field, they're really good. And I just talked about Tunyon. who has got Getze connections. Komet got paid. The O line is solid, right? We talked about the concerns, but the O line solid. And then why dump David Montgomery?
2: Because Kansas Jayhawk Khalil Herbert is it's the a real deal. And and yeah. because
3: they went out and got Dante Foreman, who ran for almost a G last year in fucking Carolina, splitting time with people for most of the year. And then when he got a, a role that was uh that was an opportunity for him, he made the most of it. So they feel good. And they also have Roshan Johnson who got hidden by Bijan. So like they have a really nice running back room. They have uh they have a, a number one at wide receiver, and they got probably the most exciting guy this year at quarterback i don't mean the best guy but the guy that everybody's leaning in to watch and they're gonna be better
2: do you remember when they went and beat the pats on monday night october the 24th 33 to 14 you know i
3: remember that game i bet the the house on the pats the house on the pats i was chase long that was one of the worst losses of my career but they were in a lot of close games bears
2: did not win another game no from but three they're... and four to three and 14
3: but boy did they feel like the best three and 14 team mm-hmm. of all time i mean uh, i their arrows going up and then on defense, I think the weakness, and this is the one you got to watch for here. You're in a division with the lions. You can beat the lions. Lions are going to run the ball up your ass. I mean, it's going to be hard. Okay. Because (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the gap penetration is going to be a a thing because you just got young guys inside. I mean, you have uh, the kid from Florida, Gervin Dexter, who's gifted. Right. But, along the same lines of mozzie smith the guy the guy plays high he's kind of like i don't see it yet okay so like if you want him to be the guy i've sat down and watched their interior d line like they have a chance to be decent at some point but if if you want to if you want to win right now and you've done all this to win right now and you have cap space go get chris jones Mm. go get chris jones bro monster of the midway That's their weakness. That's a weakness. The backers are good. We talked about Tremaine Edmonds, long linebackers. The rushers on the outside, Travis Gibson asked for a trade. Uh, He he got cut. Um, Ngakwe, Demarcus Walker from Tennessee. Um, I don't know, man. Like, good but not great.
2: But in a division that's winnable. Is it as winnable
3: as you think, though? What's the big – you know what I mean? Like, the, the, the Packers could be better. The Vikings, we'll get to them. Will be Well-coached worse. team. They will be worse. We bet the underwind total without. before I was friends with KOC. mm mm-hmm. uh, But the Lions are fucking good, dude. I thought about if it wasn't Philly, the Lions being there at the end. Wow. And losing. But they're a really good football team. We'll get into them right now. Um I, I just love the roster. I, I love the coach. I love the roster. I think they got the most likable QB room in the league. I mean, you got Jared Goff, who the court of public opinion has swung uh, 180 degrees on him. Like it's easier route for him here. Uh, Malik Hooker. Um, and you've got Teddy Bridgewater, who wore like a center number for like two weeks. Hendon Hooker. Hendon uh, Hooker. Sorry, I'm getting my hookers mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh... That one t- <laughs> I'm done. Uh but they have a likable QB room. They have they have a fun running back situation. I mean, David Montgomery, a guy who was was a good runner in Chicago, in division, you know, moving over to Detroit, tight end Sam Laporta, who you like. I think you drafted yeah. him in fantasy. No, back you did, but back you did, okay. Iowa guy. But, but my favorite thing about this team is the offensive line. The, the, I mean, they're like elephants on parade. Like, they are just all their run action looks the same. You know, it's, it's, they, they, they move really well together. They team block well. They're well coached. Shout out to Hank Fraley, my old teammate up there, another dead ringer for a guy on Davis Electric, but he's coaching, uh, he's coaching the offensive line for the, uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 the Lions. So th- I love their offense. Jared Goff, I like what, I like, it's something fun about being Jared Goff right now. You know, it's like, fuck it. Nobody believes in me. I think last year's a fluke. I got these pieces around me. My coach loves me. My last coach hated me. You know, like he's just, he knows it might not be forever, but he's happy being the the bridge guy. He's happy being the rebound gal or guy.
2: He doesn't know where the sun rises and sets. Really? Yeah really hard knocks where does the sun set he said the east the, the way i always
3: remember is a song californication
2: yeah the, the way day, i remember yeah. it is i guess like yeah i what? don't know preschool Oh, i'm, <laughs> I'm fucking smart this is the way i remember it uh if if these detroit lions are buyers at the deadline what are they buying
3: i think they're buying an interior d-line guy i mean i like bugs he might be my favorite player on the team it's just a great name yeah. love to see the guy kind of Get around out there, so to speak. Um, but I think that that's a question mark. Uh, you got to keep an eye on the defensive back shuffle. I also think we didn't even talk about Amon Ra, Jamison Williams, Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds. Nice group. But with Jamison Williams going to be out for a few games, like they could go get a wide receiver. But I think the a need for them would probably be IDL, James Houston, Charles Harris. They can rush, but Hutchinson is going to be on, under a lot of pressure. He, he was under a lot of pressure last year. He dealt with it great, man. And he got better as the year went on. What's year two look like? He's in a good situation, man. I, the vibes are good. When you're a rookie and the vibes aren't good, it's, it's, it's just I'm happy for the kid. And then Jack Campbell's exciting. He's young. they will probably be a nickel a good bit. Malcolm Rodriguez will be the guy to come off the field for that. They got Anzalone. Um, who I think is a, a, at least a passive listener of the pod. So we like nice. we like Anzalone, and then um, go Gators. The DB shuffle is the one to watch. You know we've we've got some injuries. Emmanuel Mosley is on a one year from San Francisco. If he's out week one, it's going to be Jerry Jacobs and Cam Sutton, who's on a three year deal from Pittsburgh. That's an upgrade outside, and then Joseph and Walker at safety. Now where they really saved their bacon was drafting Brian Branch, who played really well in the preseason, and he's versatile. He did a lot of stuff at Bama. Um, he can play nickel with CJ, GJ out. That 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 group has to sort itself out early.
2: Branch at pick 45. He was he was popular late first round in mm-hmm. every single mock you read. Yeah. That's what we good call player. good
3: value. Good player.
2: Yeah. Vikings at plus two sixty. Thirteen okay. and four a year ago.
3: Yeah, they were here's my thing about the Vikings. And KOC's my guy again, not to name drop. Same draft class, the whole thing. But They were like a 500 team, and they did an excellent job. They were they were Bill Barnwell pointed this out. I think over the last like 10 years, they're the by far the best fourth quarter team in the last decade. So they won games that were close. Um, They outperformed expectation a lot of the time, Uh, and they went 13 and four. And quite frankly, I don't think they have it in them again.
2: Negative point differential.
3: Negative point differential. They offloaded Kendricks, Big Z, Dalvin, Tomlinson, Pat P feeling then they re-signed hunter in a bit of a, a head scratcher but the hawkinson situation is weird i think he knows it's gonna suck i think he's like i got an ear infection like i you know like when really he wants to hold out mm-hmm. he wants a new deal but he's kind of like this is gonna suck man you know i got my fucking you know my side hurts you know he just make i'm not saying he's making shit up but hawkinson situation's weird so i don't know what's going on there kirk cousins betting on himself i just I love this for Kirk Cousins. He's but not just literally because
2: then he would be. Suspended. No, he'd be
3: he'd be with Jamison Williams. But Kirk Cousins betting on himself, which he's done throughout his career, and it's worked out for him financially. The whole thing, he's he might be the guy that doesn't get the memo. They're trying to lose. Um, You know, are they the twenty two Cowboys where they're kind of like. Uh, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that. And then they take a big jump. Probably not. I think they're more the, the 500 team. I like the wide receiver room. They'll yeah. be in three receiver sets a lot. Addison. And Madison, which rhymes, he's going to be under a lot of pressure. So, you know, like when you're like, hey, we're going to let our running back go. Like, you're the guy now. He's going to be under a lot of pressure. Um, all five starters back on the offensive line. That's good. But here's the most interesting thing about the uh, the Vikings. The most interesting tanking strategy in history, and very subtle, Bring in Brian Flores, who's going to heat you up, right? Man, bring in Blitz, the whole thing. It still was the same in Miami. I don't know what he picked up in Pittsburgh, but like then you dump your coverage, guys.
2: Touchdown, every <laughs> other team.
3: But we're trying. Yeah. So I'm not saying this is on purpose, but I'm saying it might work out for them. And then they added Marcus Davenport up front. But I don't know about that whole D-line. So not on paper. If they're trying to win, I don't know how good they are. Uh, and if they're not trying to win... They could finish fourth in the division, and I might pick them fourth.
2: Producer, rankings, Lions, followed by Bears, followed by Packers, followed by Vikings.
3: Yeah, I'll go Vikings four. The three team for me, possibly the two team, is going to be the Packers. I think the Packers and the Bears are closer than people think outside of the quarterback room where you're like, we got this young, exciting, high draft pick that hasn't been collecting dust for five years in a dark room with Aaron Rodgers uh in justin Fields, so like jordan loves had time this is his his chance his turn and i think they got a good running back room even though they were buyers in the trade market for for jonathan taylor you've got a pass catching back and kind of do it all you've got a goal line guy short yardage guy your offensive line's pretty good um but i think the challenge there is you've got a young qb how much of your time are you spending not doing your job and doing his job and I would hope not a lot because the guy's been in the system. So he must feel ready. I think the O-line's traditionally been a decent strength for them. Tight end's kind of a swing position for them. Luke Musgrave's a rookie second rounder who's athletic. So, um, you know, t- uh, Tucker Craft. Yeah. It's the most the whitest name I've ever heard. And they sent him to Green Bay. Went to South Dakota State. Yeah, he's a Census Bureau guy out there. <laughs> so anyways, they got this guy, Tucker Craft. Who uh, who's who's, uh, who's calling the police on people and shit? He's going out of the park, calling police on people, eating casseroles, watching Seinfeld. You know, slinging real estate. <laughs> no, this guy, this guy probably has a license. But Tucker Craft is a rookie third rounder, so young at tight end. But here's what I love about this team, and I've been talking about Boxiari being a trade guy. I'll talk myself out of it. You might want to win. You might want to invest in your quarterback. Um, And that's a cheap investment. Two and a half in cap space. His 24 number is 20 and a half. So don't worry about that right now. But here's what I love the wide receiver room. Dobbs. It's special with an under or a a lowercase uh, S, not an uppercase, undercase S. Under KSF. It's, it's special with an under KSF. Okay. okay. Christian Watson, who I think is going to be a monster. Okay. The guy's fucking – he's just running away from people. You, you run him across the field on a crosser, somebody's got to pick him up. Somebody's sitting in his own. has got to match this guy. Like, good fucking luck. His steps are huge, man. Um, Romeo Dobbs, enough said. Uh, and then Jaden Reed, rookie second rounder from Michigan State. And Wicks, our boy Dontavian Wicks, who we really like had a nice preseason that's a good group there good yeah. young group and not the type of wide receiver room that's gonna fuck with Jordan love you know be there waiting in the locker room like where's my targets and shit like that you get some nice kid from South Dakota a Virginia guy fucking Romeo Dobbs find something bad to say about him he's a great teammate Can't. yeah the guy on defense at the swing guy is Joe Barry he was on the hot seat last year really came along down the stretch probably saved his I don't know, saved his job, but, I mean, he helped save Damn his job. Damn near saved his job. Damn near saved his job. They turned around late. I really like the secondary. They're like a top-down kind of cover, rally, tackle kind of group. Jair Alexander, as good as anybody. Rasul Douglas, my dude. Uh, Savage and Stokes, I like them. You got Quay and Devondre, who I think is – that's a good linebacker room. Now, Quay Walker did something bad last year. He pushed him. Yeah, he pushed
2: him. Yeah. <laughs>
3: And then I think he did it again. I,
2: Yeah. He, he pushed him again. He's
3: I wonder if anybody's pushing him on the depth chart, you know, but Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell, that's a solid room. Devondre had a little bit of a down year last year. Let's see if he rebounds. Rashawn Gary. I am in his fan club, bro. Okay. I don't know what the membership is, but I love this guy and he's back. I loved watching him last year. I think he was turned into that like elite blue chip kind of rusher. Uh, We'll see where he goes from here. And Van you know, not my type yet. Okay, right. I want to see him work some edges. I want to see him, you know, develop some instinct. Preston Smith, he's got to have a big year. Um, and I don't know that he looks as sharp as he had in years past, but that could just be preseason.
2: Mason Crosby, a free agent. The Packers drafted a the kicker. There's nothing better than drafting a the kicker. They drafted the Auburn kid, Anders Carlson. Mm-hmm. Going to be making kicks. Left and right. You good? You good there? Yeah, I'm NFC good NFC North?
3: Yeah, yeah. So I got to pick it, though. So pick I'm gonna, it. I'm going to go Lions. I'm going to go Bears and Packers and then Vikings. But Bears and Packers could go either way.
2: Okay. NFC South. Saints, the odds on favorite to win it. But plus 115. Falcons, plus 200. Panthers, plus 450. Bucks, plus 750. Saints, uh, first thing that comes to mind is a schedule.
3: That's right. It's an easy schedule. Uh, they have one of the easiest in the league, as Kevin Clark mentioned. Um, and I think for the Saints and for Carmichael, it's got to feel good because you had to breeze for so long. And then you got to see how the other half lives. Mm. And like five quarterbacks, mm-hmm. you got Jameis, you got Andy Dalton, you have Taysom. Taysom Hill, for fuck's sake. I. <laughs> They've got a real bona fide guy who looked good in the preseason. We talked to Mickey Loomis about it. He didn't say directly that they reminded him of going and getting Breeze because they are different, you know, places in their career and that sort of thing. But he he feels really good about it. Like, you know, that 06 year where they went and got Drew Breeze. They, they feel really good about this. And I love that they're trying to win, man, because look at this division. So, you know, uh, the running back room's solid. They'll, they'll have a lot of play action off that stuff. Uh, penning taking a step forward in the past game I also think there's just a thing when it comes to bad juju in one place okay and I think Derek Carr was it was approaching bad juju time. I mean we were there. even when he was there and he was good I felt like people always kind of like took shots at him uh and, and and didn't value him and I think New Orleans really values him for the reasons that I talked about and that can be empowering to a player any position but especially a quarterback. So I'm excited to see this offense roll. I mean Kamara he's out like the first quarter of the year, 3 games, uh, 3 games. So it, with the new schedule that's more like uh 1 3 six, 1 5.7th. F- um it, Kamara's going to be out but they went and got their inside rusher in uh in in um Jamal Williams. In Jamal Williams. So, you know, they had a Mark Ingram. They've always had an inside guy. I mean, they even, you know, go get a guy like uh, Latavius Murray in the past. Like, they like having that one-two punch. They have it. And I think they made that move knowing full well this guy was going to spend it for a little bit. Joe Woods defensively, I think, odd background, but more of a four-man rush team. Uh, Adebo starting outside with Lattimore. Taylor's in the slot. He had a nice year last year. And a good good LB room. Granderson is the
2: swing guy Curtis out. Curtis yeah no nah. Curtis Granderson no that's baseball the player. grandy man yeah.
3: can tried Granderson swing guy um Isaiah Foskey the kid from Notre Dame I think mm. he went off on our asses yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago had some nice rushes in preseason um so you know Brian Breesy. who
2: Brisey <laughs> no it's Brian Brisey I don't know why they're laughing.
3: Because it's the right name? I thought
2: you were looking at me and how no. to say it. Uh-uh. Like you didn't know how. Uh-oh. How do you say it? I don't know. <laughs> 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 we are
3: going to see if you knew how to say his name because I keep fucking it up. Brian Brzee. Is, it's Brian Brzee. Brzee. Yeah, it's Brian Brzee. And we haven't been crazy about the guy. Uh, and Loomis has done a great job in the past, but I, I don't know. We'll see. He's a swing guy. Uh, Here's the thing about New Orleans. If they fuck around and get really good, try going to that stadium and they start playing the yin-yang twins uh, every five seconds and you can't hear yourself think and everybody's drunk and it's loud and that thing's like it looks like the roof's going to fall. It's such an old building. It's just an intimidating place to play in the playoffs. And, you know, it's the same thing as Seattle. It's such an advantage if they can win this division and clean up in division, they can host playoff games in the NFC. That's going to be a tough place to play.
2: I don't know if you mentioned the best player on the team.
3: Um, On offense? Chris Olave. Yeah, he's a great player. Really good player. Great player. And the big question mark's the head coach, right? It's your guy, Dennis Allen. So it's like when we do these these breakdowns, sometimes you just look at the players. Dennis Allen has to have a great year. He's got to put together his – it's got to be a tour de force for him.
2: What I'm adding to this conversation is – informing you and everyone else about these uh kickers guy called blake group is the kicker for the new orleans saints blake group blake group block a i mean are we serious with this yeah i don't know blake group yeah punters lou headley the 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 oh, tattoo fellow that. from miami hey
3: can i give him some sort of reward please for the charm fucking life that he's lived yes. i looked at his give him his, the charm fucking, his, his charm fucking life award Charmed fucking life award his itinerary, best flight. Yeah. Just best flight his whole life. He he's like Australian. He's been in Miami. He was at San Francisco City College. Now he's in New Orleans. I mean, I think he was in some other part. He spent time in Thailand. Yeah, Bali and
1: and then also obviously went to he was at Miami, but he won in America's teams this past fall from I well, think I can't remember if it was you or Kyle. Yeah. But you or Kyle picked him for an American team. Well what teams. was
0: his
3: what was he in his past life? He had to be just like the nicest he's already had bum like in the three world. lives in, the, in this light. Yeah, he's old as hell. Well, yeah, he's just lived a charming fucking life. Hey, hey, what's on the other side of door number two after you go to every cool place ever and probably hook up with all the hot women and, and tattoo people in Thailand and, and party in Miami, party in Coral Gables? Oh, you get to go be the punter for New Orleans Saints. You know how drunk I would be? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Denzel and Flight could punt in the NFL. You know what I mean? So it's awesome, and you're on Bourbon Street, the whole thing. This guy's got a got the life, dude. I love this guy.
2: A lot of names you recognize with the Atlanta Falcons all of a sudden.
3: Yeah. They're a good team, dude. If they had a quarterback that was a sure thing, this is a tight race. And Taylor, it still might be a tight race. Taylor sure thing at quarterback two. There's no sure thing there. And Desmond Ritter, although Kevin Clark's been to practice and likes the way he processes and it's a good fit in Tennessee's scheme, I just have to see it. You know um, – Improve the passing game. That's what they got to do. They missed a lot of opportunities last year with Mariota. If you look at the schedule, Jacksonville and London, no buy after. And then week 18, hate week should be a lot of fun. Best rivalry in the NFL. I know there's others that are more storied. But when it comes to just like fucking hating the other team, they don't even like, you know, in the beginning of the, the, the week in a rivalry game, the coaches are like no bulletin board material. Like both those coaches are like let these motherfuckers have it mm-hmm. like involve the families you know send somebody some anthrax uh, there's no, no holds barred on this on this rivalry i used
2: it. to be a big thing that anthrax
3: yeah it did like, okay
2: hey, when you open your mail make sure there's no
3: anthrax first somebody sent me some sugar in an envelope the other day i wasn't even worried yeah <laughs> anthrax is getting weak 2023 <laughs> anthrax is going soft Man, I was really scared about anthrax for a while. It was the time I was getting recruited in college. Cal Berkeley sent me a letter. I'm like, I don't know, Jeff Tedford. Not going to ingest this letter. (laughs) Fucking terrorist. I mean, anthrax is another way to win the West. (laughs) (laughs) If you're the Cardinals, I know a guy. I actually don't know a guy. I wouldn't even know where you get it.
2: I don't even really know what it is.
3: Yeah. It's a white powder. Yeah. They sent it to the White House a lot. (laughs) They shut the whole thing down. There's a traffic jam outside the White House. What is another anthrax scare? Um, Okay, so we're on the Falcons. 7-10 and last year. Okay. They're a good team, dude. Ritter looks good, according to Kevin Clark. I was going to ask, do we see Heineke? But here's the interesting thing. I was going to ask you, who is the quarterback that who's the worst possible quarterback to get to see him the playoffs? And I was going to say it's Taylor Heineke, but yeah. he's right there in the room. So maybe they feel good about their floor. If Ritter's not the guy they know, they can eke out 10 wins, nine wins with a, with a roster like this. And I might bet the overwin total, um, but they, they can mess with 21 personnel. They got they got Bijan Robinson of the Bed Bath and Bijan fame, Charlottesville Gentleman Football League. You also have um, uh, Kyle Pitts, um you've got drake london so while the wide receiver room isn't isn't deep what you do have is guys that you can make positionless you know you can mess with formations you can mess with personnel groupings to keep people in base
2: i I guess but you actually have to do it yeah you gotta do it with pits specifically yeah yeah, you do see it
3: you do i want to see it um johnny smith really good inline blocker in my opinion he the guy i mean he's strong i mean uh, he's not going to be your thousand yard receiver but what he is is a guy that fits the scheme the offensive line's well coached you can tell arthur smith is a great coach there's his fingerprints all over that offense and then the defense i think is not getting enough credit there are two teams in the league that totally revamped it's a bunch of new people you need matt stafford lookbook for this defense but luckily they're guys you know it's bates it's uh it's uh, it's Bud Dupree. It's Calais Campbell. They added a ton of pieces. Okuda. Okuda. You know, Okuda uh, is a guy I'm rooting for. You know, I'd like to see him have some success down there. He got hurt in the preseason. I don't know the guy, but my my, my stomach dropped for the kid because he seems like a great kid. Uh, he's been through Matt Patricia. He wasn't their guy last year. He's had injuries. I'd love to see him play well. And they got a great corner on the other side there. Yeah. And it'll be fun to see Troy Anderson this year. Um, and Jesse Bates, veteran presence at that position. It's like a quarterback um, of the defense. You know, good defenses that I've been on, you know, you had that re- – well, one of the good defenses, I don't know that we had a veteran safety in, in St. Louis, and maybe that was the difference is just having that organizational value back there. But, you know, in New England, we had Devin McCourty. In Philly, we had Malcolm Jenkins. We were well-coached units that knew where we needed to be and you brought young guys along. You can have young guys on your team if you have a guy like that on your defense. So really good to add him. Uh, I like the Falcons.
2: Next up, Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers? Bryce Young. You want me to break down the Carolina Panthers? Mm-hmm. Next up's quarterback. Uh, but he's behind an offensive line that has question marks.
3: Yeah, it's like he's like a Tommy Mansky baseball guy. Like he's got all the right all the right technique, like he's a coach's dream. But it's going to be havoc back there unless they fix it. Because here, if you had on the bingo card that this would be a unit I'd be most worried about out of all the offensive lines, I wouldn't have said so. Now, they're not as worrisome as like a Tennessee because they do have talent in Moten and uh, Icky. Um, but they haven't played well. And it's like, guys, fuck, we got this, this Danny DeVito guy back here with a cannon on his shoulder, can we protect him for a second? You know, like don't kill the little guy. Don't get the little guy killed. And all they've done in preseason, luckily, this kid takes check downs, they've tried to kill him. Anthrax would be a lot cleaner. You know, like uh, so this guy, the thing I like about Bryce Young, and I see why they picked him first. I'm a big upside guy, I'm a gambler. I like Anthony Richardson. But I get why they picked him. I'm watching his tape, his footwork, his poise, his ability to to take the the underneath stuff. He seems like the right guy. And so it's just going to be about not getting him killed or shell-shocked. And a lot of pressure is going to be on Jonathan Mingo because they don't have a lot outside. They don't really have a true number one. So the Panthers have got to protect this kid and lean on the run game if they can.
2: This is a reference to a previous sentence. How about Corey Chavis or OJ Atagway? A couple safeties. Yeah, but we weren't good
3: yet defensively yet. Okay. Yeah, we got good,
2: and then you got like the rookie safeties. Then we had like
3: safeties that were just their job was to try to kill people. Okay. Yeah, we we had a safety from USC, TJ McDonald. Mm. It's my guy. That guy was a missile. Okay. We had guys that we they weren't lining people up. They were lining people up to hit them. (laughs) <laughs> okay uh so anyways um wide the, receiver room in carolina it's it's a little bit of a question mark mingo but it's, it's not marks. terrible because you have like a Thielen who knows what he's doing you have a mingo yeah. you have a Chenault. i don't know if he's still there made the team but it's just not a deep room it's not like you have any number one um i think the big difference here on on, on this team and they're not there yet is going to be the defense New defense. Um, new defense. Fangio Disciple, Ivaro, too high, cover six. made him, Make him beat you with long drives, which is good. You know, you keep your – if you're going to get beat for a touchdown, let's give Bryce Young a little rest, <laughs> okay? Um, but, like, Phil Snow was super aggressive. C.J. Henderson's a big swing guy. I mean, this is contract year. He was in Jacksonville, didn't pan out there. It hasn't really worked out in Carolina to the – to the degree that they would hope Von Bell is a huge addition. Again, that quarterback on the field, I love Von Bell. I just I got a lot of respect for him, tough football player. And then Justin Houston, he just keeps popping up. He's going to be a hell of a grid guy. When when my kids get older and they're playing grids on their touch screen fucking um translucent uh hologram there, when, I'm going to be like Justin report, Houston. Uh, Justin Houston was on eight teams, and he had seven sacks on all of them.
2: Over under sacks for Justin Houston this year? I'm going to
3: go over. I think he finished with seven and a half sacks. Okay. So I, th- I th- more business as usual for my guy. 30, a lot of respect for Justin Houston.
2: 34 years old.
3: Uh, that could be an STL Memorial Award right there. Mm-hmm. People at the end of the year will be like, "Holy shit, Justin Houston has eight sacks." Tampa Bay Bucs. Yeah, it's the same breakdown as the Cardinals. They'll have
2: the creamsicles for two weeks.
3: That's a good thing. Um Todd Bowles is going to be the first coach fired unless he's, he's got a deal. Side man, yeah. Um who's for sale? Evans, 13 mil. Put him on the Lions. I keep saying that. It'd be fun. Godwin is a perfect patriot. The perfect patriot.
2: Patriots are doing this weird thing where you can you say names and it's like, ah, it just doesn't seem like a good fit on their team or yeah. Uh, yeah. Other he, guys. he
3: would be a good fit. They need a wide receiver. They need a guy who can get you I mean he's so good at the sticks. If if the way the way New England plays is they want to, you know, they want to they want a third and manageable. Like they're 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 gonna run the football. They're gonna work the sticks. This is a guy that can get you first downs. He's got clutch hands. He blocks he's physical. He plays hard. I I just think Bill would like him. Vita Vey is a guy I haven't seen thrown around a lot as a a trade I haven't seen him thrown around a lot either, but as a trade candidate because I just feel like you might think the Bucks want him around for a long time, but if they don't, Lions, Bears, Cowboys—like there's, there's, there's some destinations oh for him. Oh my! And then Devin White—I uh, was going to say it, but it didn't make a lot of sense. But that's because the Tigers.
2: Yeah. No, I know. Aiden laughed. So.
3: Well, he was just in preschool. <laughs> so, anyways, Devin White, eleven-seven, would we? And there's some teams that could really use a linebacker. Right. Um, I, I can't think of them right now, but we just went through the whole preview. New York Giants. The Giants. G man. Hey. Hey. Hey, now. Now, I, I can tell you about Dave Canales from Seattle, who is the offensive coordinator. Who cares?
2: They're going to stink. <laughs> All okay. Plus 750 to win the division. I mean, Come that's on. not... It's not a, okay. No, I'm like, it should be cheaper.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: should be plus
3: 1500. Yeah. Now, if you're trying to win... This division may be going anthrax. You might need an Oppenheimer thing over in the West. Okay. So, anyways, Dave Canales from Seattle, he's going to run Seattle's offense. You guys know what that is. If I know one thing about Dave Canales. He's going to run his offense. If
2: it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying?
3: Kalaja Kansi's got to watch on defense. Yeah.
2: Kalaja Kansi, Pittsburgh. Defensive tackle. That's right. Aaron Donald. That's right. You can't say Kalaja Kansi without saying Aaron Donald as well. More like kalijah can say (laughs) more like kalijah can't see this uh
3: podcast going a lot longer that's the he he had to end with flatulence
2: you had to end with breaking the damn set yeah we
3: we died doing what we love (laughs) (laughs) i hope when we die we're doing a preview i hope we're like 95 years old doing this podcast breaking down the nfc dan
2: canales jr <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was gonna go
3: with i was gonna go with uh with kirk cousins his grandson i think kirk cousins is out there for a uh, uh a, an on-field presentation
2: if there's one thing dan canales the fourth the, the <laughs> his he's gonna run his offense if it ain't broke all right <laughs> podcast is over y'all take care
3: take care <laughs>